Hey, what's good, people? This is the Option Podcast. This is episode 187. Maybe. I don't know. That's this guy. That's Nico Lagan. What's up, man? I think I still messed it up. Yep. Yeah, you did, but it doesn't matter. All right, we'll rinse and repair after the intro. Guys, the episode starts right now. good nico yeah man all is good all yeah, is man. good hey this is traveling the u.s is interesting bro dude it's been let's just say it's been a fun three years and we're just trying to survive um i mean i'm a bi-coastal guy and i got to experience all of that so um actually before we start i want to do something different um can you tell everybody a little bit about some of the work you've been doing we got because we have so much to cover just the last yeah, four man. days alone dude i saw your last episode about russell brand too so i definitely want to holler about that so about nico one, sorry uh, uh you did a little thing about russell right this morning or yesterday uh oh yeah i talk about i yeah. I, I watched the news man i i mm -hmm. probably use seven or eight websites every day to just see what people are saying see what's trending see what are people yeah. talking about and i always look both sides of the aisle right i'm always looking at what's said on the right what's said on the left and man russell brand what did, this is did he step in it <laughs> yeah but the thing is you know what like i said in that video this is one thing that bothers me is that we have tendency to crucify men on the public place without giving them the chance to explain themselves so because four people came in for women specifically in this case came in saying 10 years ago he said he did something wrong okay automatically people believe him believe her believe them which makes no sense to me because if you look at the statistics it's something like nine more than 90 percent of people that do false claim false accusation see no consequences to their actions yeah well, nine, more than 90 percent. so you know for the people out there that believe that there's no incentive to lie i'll check the fucking numbers because you're you're wrong there are incentive to lie of course i'm not saying he did it i'm not saying he didn't do it but what i'm saying is that he is innocent until proven guilty and that's what, yeah. that's what matters to me and that's, if i was in this situation mm -hmm. i would want that and if that, i was accused by someone i would hope that the people around me would say you know what we know him i don't think so let's let's have due process and see what happens yeah well with that being said i'd like to say this on, on the general concept of sexual assault and rape it is the one crime at least in in the united states i'm speaking as a as a bi-coastal kid even though i travel around i'm ex-military so you know i got yeah. i got around to i hit like 109 different countries but um it's the one crime where the the court of public opinion plays yep. it that you plays it like you're guilty until proven innocent and it's and like you said it's a hot water situation because in order for people to believe you you have to disprove a negative you have mm -hmm. to disprove something that never happened never happened which yep. and and as you know in the rules of logics you're a, the rules of you're a critical thinker like me you can't disprove a negative you can't you can't prove something that didn't exist didn't exist how do you i mean right i'm it's i look it's hard for the girl to prove that he did do it if it happened a, lo a long time ago but on the other perspective how in the hell do you prove that you didn't do it <laughs> how do right how do you how do you outside of videographic evidence or like a swipe credit yep. card in a different place where she said that you were at that place like what happened with the duke uh, lacrosse team a few years ago 
they actually yep. lucky for them man they had an atm you know like a transaction and the atm had a video that shows that they weren't even there at the time of that america was mad at the entitled kids you know who gets a rape who they want you know so um listen this is a very very difficult subject but i think we're the best two guys for the job so what the hell let's just start there let's start with what we know um i'm gonna give you the floor because i think we both got a good pulse on it. you already did a podcast on it so go ahead you know it comes down to this there's a good reason why in the legal system the burden of proof is on the it's not on the defense the burden of proof is always on the state to prove that the person they're accusing of a crime actually did that crime, or at least they have to mm -hmm. prove that he is, that there there is one proof, but they need to prove without beyond reasonable doubt that he did commit that crime in this case. Yeah. And when you look at social media, what it does nowadays, the burden of proof falls on the victim which how, how am I supposed to prove that it did not happen, that something 10 years ago did not happen? And a lot of people are talking about the fact that he was, um, he allegedly had sexual relations with a 16-year-old. How are you supposed to prove that nowadays? Like, how yeah. are you supposed to prove that yeah. it happened, it didn't happen, that what he said to her happened or didn't happen? How are you supposed to put that into context in a world post Me Too movement, post Harvey uh, Weinstein, mm -hmm. where women needs to be believed 100,000% of the time because why would they ever lie? Th this is what makes no sense to me. And it, I don't believe in coincidences. And again, I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. But look at the coincidences here. You got to say he, it out loud. Yep. I agree. He's always talking yep. against uh, the the traditional media outlets. He's always talking about big pharma. He's always talking about governments. And guess what? Big pharma owns social media. They own uh, they own governments. They own uh, most. If you look at most traditional news outlets, they are owned by big pharma. So don't tell me that there's not a case where this could be revenge for what he's been saying for years because he's a very bright individual if you hear him speak he is extremely well spoken he's extremely researched in what he says and he's not scared to say it to a point where i think it's andrew tate yesterday released a video with his brother saying you know what they did the same thing to us we went to prison for false accusation russell brand didn't defend me but you know what we'll defend you and he's not wrong. I, again, am I a fan of Andrew Tate? I'm on the fence. There's things he says I agree, some I don't. But at the same time, is he right that he was in prison for no reason? I believe him 100%. If it wasn't true, he'd still be in fucking prison. But somehow, he's out. But we tend to, as you so put it, we put the burden of proof on the defender when the burden of proof legally always rely on the state to present evidence that will show a jury or a judge beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah. How is somebody like Brent supposed to do that? And how many women do you think he slept with? Thousand? Fifteen hundred? I mean, 
the dude's a rock star but you know i mean not a rock star but he has rock star status and, oh he probably slept yeah. with more women than yeah. most rock stars but do. that's what i'm saying like to, oh, to, no doubt about for the audience no to draw a picture it. of that kind of status like think about those guys who are on tour yeah. who are just who are who are just lining them up three at a time so i'd like to start with some facts that that, that will lead us to our opinion all right so first fact is one of the women the age of consent is 16 years old in fact mm -hmm. him um, having a relationship with this girl when he was 31 and she was 16, not something I would yep. do. You know, not, that's not my cup of tea and this and that, but Agreed. Um, if they're talking about illegal behavior and they're talking about the actual crime of rape, but rape never happened. That's, that was consensual sex mm -hmm. with someone. I mean, if you, it's not, again, for the audience watching, relax. Uh, it's not. That's not me saying that. I. You, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I served in the military, and 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 me. I like 18 to 80, dumb, cripple, or crazy. All right. That, that's that's my standard. But the United States, 18, old enough to serve in the military. Yeah. So if you want my yep. opinion on that, I'm not a freak. I'm not trying to be all creepy. I'm just trying to say that they're accusing him of behavior that's illegal in the United in the United Kingdom. The fact. The fact is it's that the age illegal. of consent is 16 years old. Here's another fact. All right. Next year in the United States, I mean, look, you don't live here, but I, I, but every four years, everybody's watching, right? What the hell's happening here? Next year is an election year. Yep. We, they, it, so the fact is you have Donald Trump who is going to either be in the White House or, or, or the, um, the big house. <laughs> All right. He's going to leave politics the way every good politician should in handcuffs, you know? Then you got Biden, who's on the dementia drumstick, who probably won't even remember who he's running against next year, right? Um, I'm not voting for either guy. Again, like you, I'm not a Democrat or Republican, but these are facts. These are historical facts. All right. So next year is an election year. So now my opinion, it is my opinion that Russell Brand, who has been politically neutral, um, who has taken an oath to the office of comedy. So if it's the Republicans, if it's, if it's their turn, if they're the stupid party, he's going to give it to them. If it's the mm -hmm. Democrats acting stupid, he's going to give it to them. So this man took took an oath to the office of comedy. And Bill Maher said that I'm quoting him, and I, and I like that quote. Um, and I want to finish by saying this, because I know you got a thought, and I definitely want to give you the floor. So the fact is that this man is pol uh, has a pattern of being politically neutral. Anyone can get it. He's the Dave Chappelle of YouTube, okay? Any, anybody can get it. Like, um, it is a, a fact that there's an election year where Biden's approval ratings is terrible. Trump's approval mm. rating is terrible, right? Uh, uh, if you look at all of the polls, another fact, the majority of people from his own party don't want him to run again. But at the same time, the majority of the people in the party don't want Kamala Harris to be president. But at the same time, the majority of the people are scared of RFK. So it's like they don't, they're, they're, they're in this delicate situation where they're just trying to get through the primary where they can hold everyone hostage and say existential threat, vote blue no matter who. So mm -hmm. that's where my opinion uh, 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 conjoins with the facts. So I will finish by saying this because it took too long. It is my <laughs> opinion. It is my opinion that he's being deplatformed because the left and the right or the just the left or just the right, whoever it is behind closed doors, cannot afford to have this man stirring up a ruckus during during when the election time comes they cannot be having someone vote independent and play a spoiler where you know and, and let trump win you know which is one of the something else i can get into but i don't want to steer us off topic you have a thought 
you know, I don't, um, I don't know if you read a lot about history, but if you look at <clears throat> a guy called Niccolo Machiavelli that wrote The Prince, he speaks about one of the worst thing that somebody can do is not choose a side. This is one of the worst thing that you can do because th there's three types of people, people that are going to be with you, against you, or people that are going to be neutral. If you have somebody, if you're in power and somebody's as against you, you know their position, you know where they are, you know who they are, you know what they're doing, and you know what their opinions are. At the same time, if you are somebody that's with you, obviously you know where they stand. But if somebody is against you, mm -hmm. you're in a situation where you can't trust them no matter what. So if you win, you can't trust them. If you lose, they weren't there to help you. If you win, they weren't there to help you. So you can't trust them. This is why Brandt is in the situation that he finds himself right now. Because he's hated from both sides of the, of the aisle. Because he, he is not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He sits somewhere in the middle. He's more of a libertarian. I would say that he's probably more leftist libertarian. Like he's probably right. more to the left than he is to the right. Because he's not a religious person, obviously. But it's it's interesting that he is in a situation that he's in well at the end of the day it is predictable i saw that coming right that he's going to get buried from both sides both sides right now are laughing their asses off and that's probably why if you look at the people that brought back those evidence and i'm air quoting here they came from multiple news media outlets because right. if you look, the fact that it's Fox News or the fact that it's CNN doesn't matter. The message is the same. They're talking about two extremes of the same thing. But if you look at the extremes, they're more the same that they are different. Agreed. Yeah. But but again, what are you supposed to what are you supposed to do if you're Russell Brent? Because I I'm not I'm not going to say that I agree with most of the things that he says, but I agree with a lot of things that he says. So what are you supposed to do? There, it's a two system party. What are you supposed to do? Well, what you're supposed to do, it's basically, there's two things you can do if, if you're guilty. Assuming mm -hmm. he's, if he's guilty, you go in hiding until this thing blows over. Or, yep. you just, or just come out in front street and say, hey, listen, this happened. Maybe, maybe I did. Maybe it happened. And, and, and I'm sorry, right? Um, but with that being said, if you don't believe that you've sexually assaulted anyone or you raped mm -hmm. anyone, I think... Standing up on Front Street and saying this is absolute nonsense is, is yep. might be the way to go. It's the yep. way Trump beat the, his sexual assault. Um, 100%. Uh, who, um, whatever. Um, which also pisses me off. Trump is not being, I mean, be, was not deplatformed for this, right? The man slept and allegedly sexually assaulted so many people. Nothing happened in his political career, right? Biden sexually assaulted someone and the, the woman that filed the complaint left the country. This woman mm -hmm. left the country because she had death threats, which, by the way, you know, she, it makes her more believable because if she didn't, you know, if she if she if she's making it up, why would you threaten her life? Right. Mm -hmm. Why? 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 Why tap her phone? Why? You know, why? Why go through all this stuff if she's just a nut? So, you know, so I, I, it, I'm I'm just disgusted and I put it on social media that there's a selective Me Too thing happening and and the timing. I'm telling you, it's it's what it's September going on October. You're gonna have primary debates heat up on CNN, Fox News, uh, MSNBC. You're gonna have a, a a bargain basement of people who think they deserve to be president, and, and Russell Brand is gonna ruin it all if if he continues to have a platform. But 
the, the, the question I had, though, is not what he does from now on, because there's only one thing he can do is be upfront about it and just say, I didn't do it. Fuck you all. Here's my middle finger and I'm giving it to you because you you don't get canceled if you refuse to get canceled. Right. If you notice, especially the people that someone don't... like him with his, with oh, his yeah. platform. Yeah. Yep. People, if you don't bow down and don't not only don't bow down, but one of the first rules of radicals, one of the first rules of revolutions is to make fun of your enemy. So not only don't back down, but start making fun of them to the point that what they're doing is not working. He's a comedian. He could do that with his eyes closed. Yeah. Ridicule the people that are trying to ruin you because the most powerful message that you can have and look at a guy like George Carling, he was brilliant in the way that his stand-up oh, wow. was. He yeah, was he not was. a comedian. That dude yeah. should have been a fucking politician. Yeah, that dude. If you listen joke, to what he had to say, mm -hmm. people are like, ha 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 whoa, 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 what, what, what the fuck did you just say? Same thing as Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle to me is a black version of Carling. George Carling mm -hmm. of more of today. But Dave Chappelle is probably my favorite comedian of all time because of the, do I agree with him with a lot of things that he says? No, but his delivery, the way he says it, mm -hmm. the balls that he has to say what he says mm -hmm. is brilliant. But at the same time, comedy is the most powerful tool that you can use. It's the so last, it's the last bastion of hope uh, for free absolutely. speech. And everybody <laughs> laughs. It, it is the hardest thing to do is to make people laugh. Yeah, it is the hardest thing. So to me, he has the perfect, you know, if he sticks his two fingers up in the air and say, you know what, I didn't do it. This is what's going on. They're trying to attack me. They're trying to deplatform me. Mm -hmm. I would go even further as to contact a guy like Andrew Tate. I would start recording stuff with Andrew Tate where they both speak about the matrix, as he likes to call it. Mm -hmm. I would double down on that stuff because that's the only that's the only power you have at this point. If you don't double down, mm -hmm. people will doubt you. If yeah. you start retreating, people will doubt you. But if you start sticking even more cameras in your face, if you start surrounding yourself by people that were deplatformed, like look at as I said, and Andrew Tate. Yeah. Look at uh, Candace Owens this week. Do you know she got deplatformed by YouTube? They were talking no. about it on the. Yep. Yeah. They let removed. Me, her, let me tell you they something. Removed her, I lean. They removed more, your YouTube. I lean more le left than right, but I respect. Yeah. But I respect. Uh, that woman. I, I fucking love Candace Owens. Yeah. Try debating that girl. You better be fucking ready with an arsenal that one person can take her on. I haven't seen somebody no. that can take her on right now. It's like well, trying to she go never, to war. She never with messed with a New, a New Yorker, but no. But I get what you're oh, saying. Oh man, I get what you're she, saying. <laughs> you, no, but, but it's. But you know what I'm seeing though, because recently I changed the the type of content I'm creating. Instead of just complaining about stuff, I'm trying to point out the people that are standing up. They're finally saying, you know what? I don't agree with what's going on. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna speak up, and I'm gonna do what is right. Not what is easy, but what is right. Right. And hopefully that's what uh, Russell Brand does. L look at what happened with Jordan Peterson a couple of weeks ago. Um, he was told by the, uh, sci the psychology department of the Ontario government told them that told him that if he did not attend their re-education re <laughs> class on social media that that he would lose his license and you and, and you know and you know what's funny about this is that i'm ready to bet that they did they don't even have a re-education course put together it doesn't exist they, no i'm ready to bet that they were bluffing that all they wanted to do is to 
make him real make him think that it was too much work because mm -hmm. he has probably five 10 20 million followers he probably makes a million dollars a month if not more he don't need to be a physician anymore he don't need to be a psychiatrist anymore he can mm -hmm. do that shit, write books make appearance continue running his podcast he'll continue making money but instead it's fucking brilliant He's like, you know what? Game fucking on, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. You, you want to go after my license? No problem. I will make you look so stupid. I will make sure to record everything and to broadcast it online. I will make fun of how stupid you are just to show the rest of the world that you're not scary. Mm -hmm. We're always scared. We're more scared of the demons we think will happen than will what will actually happen. Yeah. We're, we make up shit in our head. Oh, yeah, but this could happen. This could happen. I'm guaranteeing you right now that the, the, the government department of psychology of Ontario is scared shitless. They're like, oh, what the fuck are we going to do now? We yeah. don't even have courses. Who can literally sit across from Jordan Peterson and debate with that guy? Name me one person alive that has the skill that that, guy's, that, that guy possess in conversation. Probably Ben Shapiro. <laughs> oh you yeah know, but uh, they uh, agree <laughs> yeah that that's fucking scary because yeah. they're both on the same side i well I, honestly listening to your last three podcasts i would say you you know what i'm saying you have you have a pretty good skill set of of not not ammunition stored in in, in your head because i think peterson's bandwidth yeah. oh, like what he's able to store and what he's able to impressive. just roll off dates times exact exact quotes yep. um nobody is prepared for for that no. sam sam harris is a little bit like that but i think i don't know I he's think, not on the same level no he and he although, became, and he became dumber debated, the, he became great. dumber the last three years too too, you know but it was great when they debated though they did a tour together where they what? were both representing the, what? the right and the left yeah that was years ago but it was brilliant yeah what sam harris is brilliant but sam he's Har absolutely but sam harris I don't right like now the guy, is, but he's brilliant no, but sam gonna... harris right now is punching every debate he's he's gone through he's punching down do you know what i'm saying yeah, he's, he's praying he's when... praying on 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 the less capable yeah. and, I, and i don't like that peterson will talk to anybody and he doesn't you never see peterson and it's so weird because it's like in this country it's like if you like peterson you're a republican if you like sam harris you're a democrat yeah. and i'm not and I'm, I'm not speaking from that perspective i'm speaking about what i could see in here with my own two eyes peterson yeah. you never see him punch down unless someone down there tries to punch upward you never see peterson bury like i've seen him in conferences where people just ask him questions you know and these filled auditoriums these filled lecture halls and people are like i got a question and you never see see Peterson clam bake someone uh, unless they, they they attacked him personally and even then you won't see him clam bake someone you'll you'll nope. see him yeah I, I, it's it's really really cool and and I I got I guess I got to look in the past and see him Harris and Peterson collide now Peterson did what he had to do because he has a status he doesn't enjoy like Russell Brando he had he had to he had to be a certain he does not want Russell Brand is Russell there. Brand has Rogan status yeah. Russell Brand can sit back and say yep. nothing for the next three yep. months and he'll still have um uh, yep. uh um i think he has like 21 million subscribers on youtube which is ridiculous you oh, know like rogan rogan has 11 million views an episode which really means 21 million because not everyone listens to every episode right like i'm like yep. if it's jamie fox i'm gonna listen to it if it's if it's ted nugent yep. and they want to talk about honey yep. honey's not my yep. thing yeah i'm gonna i'm yep. not gonna listen to that yep. so so but i I'm glad you and I are brave enough to actually just talk about these things because when it comes to sexual assault and rape, what we were talking about before, 
it's it's something that gets you canceled, especially when you have two men talk about, you know, uh, um, the accusation of the selective amnesia of Me Too, (laughs) the selective amnesia of Me Too. Uh, We we have a guy who's in the White House right now that I believe raped. We had a president be in the White House before that that I strongly believe raped. I'm a New Yorker. I know I know what Donald Trump's been accused of and in and out of court of as, as a New York. Ask New Yorkers what they think of Trump. Um, even the people that respect him will be like, ah, look, we want to forget about that. <laughs> you want to forget about that past. So, um, but yeah, I think he's got a platform. And some, if he said absolutely nothing, I think it'd be all right. You know, Peterson had to. Peterson had to stand up for himself because they were going to cancel him. Yeah, but he's not on the same level either. No, like you're no. Uh, I'm I'm more of a Russell Brand. Yep. R- Jordan Peterson is a step above like guys like Brand are trying to relate. You know, in my past life, I was a sales engineer. So I I, w- I worked for very high end telecommunica- telecommunication companies. And, and what I did is I took extremely complex technical solutions and I put them in layman's terms for customers. So this was my job. It was to vulgarize are offering to people that might not understand and this is what i do with what i do now today there's no difference i just change the subject i take context of a nietzsche i think context of a jordan peterson i take context of all the books that i read it it doesn't matter what i'm reading about doesn't matter that it's psychology it doesn't matter what i'm reading about but i take very complex i love to read about complex subjects Mm-hmm. research them break in th- and then break them down in videos use solid example like somebody doing um somebody that's just doing look at what's happening in new mexico right now where the 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 sheriff said fuck you i'm not i'm not enforcing it because you're going against the second amendment you're going against the constitution people stood up regular people just walked to the center about albuquerque with their ak with their ar-15 and said you know what no it's a right that we have. You don't get to remove. You don't get to do what you did. You don't get to use a loophole in order to remove our rights. Right. I think that's... this is all. But this is all we need to do. Yeah. And you know, throughout history, this is all. It's it's always done. You know, um, if you look at uh, Alinsky explains it, the haves and the haves not. If you look at all, if you look at whatever revolution book you want to talk about, they always talk about the people that have power and people that don't have power. And for the people that have power, all they want is to hold to their power. They want more power, but there's just so much power. There's just so much power available, but they want power. Who did they take it from? The people that have not. And that's what we're seeing today. I don't care that you're a Republican, you're a Democrat, you're a libertarian. Do you trust the government? Do you think that they have your best interests at heart? Do you think that the elites, the people that have all the money, do you think they care about you? If you start from that principle that they don't, life becomes extremely easy. Yeah. You can start seeing what's going on and seeing guys like Russell Brand, seeing guys like Andrew Tate. You see guys like Jordan Peterson. You see even what happened to Rogan uh, about six months ago. He pussied out and I was really disappointed. But still, you, you see all those guys get attacked one after the other. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're taking power away from the haves. Right. Because the power that are because the power at B are like whoa 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 you guys have way too much power and we don't like it. This used to be our power. You took it away from us. We're gonna try to take it back from you by shaming yeah. you, because that's the only way that they know how to cancel someone is 
exactly how to can we have a fucking term for it now and we accept that term like it's normal but all the same man that i these i hope they stand up i hope russell brand continue hasn't having the balls that he has and just say you know what i'm gonna double down on this and i'm gonna prove you guys you can all go fuck yourself he'll go on rogan's next he he can he's he's one episode away just sitting with rogan and going three hours doing a long form and really really making everybody understand what the hell's going on here and rogan's rogan's a little bit different because i want to i want every my audience to really understand something um one the people who don't like Rogan never even listen to the podcast. So the people who have a Rogan <laughs> a, ro- a problem with the Rogan podcast don't listen to the Rogan podcast, right? So we can 100%. move on. Can we move on from that? We good? Yep. All right. So next 100%. up. Next up. He does not bring you the news. He has a conversation. Yep. He yep. is not um politically driven. He's 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 a he's just an inherently curious person and the I, and actually very much this podcast right now that we're on right now I I um used his as a foundation. I have a four camera sure. video switcher. I have the everything except a Jamie. I'm, I'm I gotta hire a Jamie, <laughs> dude. I got now that it's taken off. I, I gotta hire a Jamie because I've been taking yeah. a lot of my shows. But but I got some people who are willing. But the point I'm trying to make is that nobody cared about Rogan's conversations until he said something about Bernie Sanders uh, a couple of years ago. Like I'd like to vote for that guy. Uh, I remember he said, I'd like to vote for that guy because he has the same message he had in the 70s and 80s, and he seems kind of like the same guy, right? And when he did that, and you have 11 million followers, you draw a line in the political sand. And now all of a sudden, everyone's saying, oh, he's endorsing Bernie Sanders. And then two months later, he listened to Biden talk, and he said, I'd rather vote for Trump. And then the next day in the news, oh, he's endorsing Trump. No, he's having a conversation. And, And if you listen to the podcast, the very next episode, after the news comes out, he clarifies it. He's like, I didn't say I'd vote for Trump. He says, I'd rather vote for Trump. He said, I'd rather yeah. vote for Klobuchar over Biden. I'd rather vote for Hillary over Biden. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather, he said, Tulsi Gabbard in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the difference between Russell, Russell Brand's bringing the news. That's it, right? Jordan Peterson is making you, uh, and Jordan and Rogan very much where they're just trying to have you, they're not trying to spoon feed you answers. They're trying to, provoke thought in you where you pose the question because sometimes yeah. it's not about spoon feeding answers when we don't even know what the question is and that's yeah. the purpose of this podcast the purpose of this this podcast and i'm so glad to have you on because it's one of those things where you and i can dialogue and when people listen they shape their own their own question and and through that i think we can answer a lot of these questions together i think as long as we shape know how to um have this level of groundedness, this level of self-honesty where we can just pose the question. We, as a people, uh, will yep. we'll have the balls, the audacity, or the inclination to answer these questions together. And that's 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 what I wanted to say. And it's, and it's one of the things I love about your podcast. I watch, dude, I watch five episodes in two days, including the one with your <laughs> girlfriend, uh, uh, which I thought was pretty good and very grounded and humbling and self-honest. Uh, um, I like that. I, I listened to the one about Andrew Tate because I thought you had a really good perspective. I thought you had a really good um, uh, um, handle on what you thought was really going on. And I thought that was important for everybody to hear. Um, but before we move we really really have fun i want you to tell our audience you're 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 really really your your focus is into men's empowerment and people taking charge of their lives um and i want to give you the floor on what what you're about and what you and what you've been doing with that 
you know, where do you, I mean, where do you start? Right. Loaded question. <laughs> well, it's been a process, bro. It's, you know, I had a spiritual awakening about 12 years ago. I discovered Buddhism. I discovered I was in a bad place mentally. My the, 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 the man that married my mother, which I saw, I came to see as a father in my 30s, got sick and he had terminal cancer, lasted forever. But all to say that one of the most brilliant men I've ever met, he didn't deserve this. And I was asking a lot of questions as in what the fuck's going on? How is a guy like him does getting something that he doesn't deserve? And that sent me on a journey of just questioning. I've always been a conspiracy theorist. Like I, I've been considered one for 25, 26 years. They didn't have a fucking term for it when I was 14 years old, right? Well, the spoiler but, alert specialist now, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's just I've always asked questions. I've always been a critical thinker and I've always wondered what's my truth. And you listen to, to arguments of, and when I say left and right, I'm not talking about political stance. I'm just talking about however they stand on the topic at hand. But if you start drawing, you know, most truth are somewhere in the middle. It's always like that. The Buddhists call it the, the, the middle way. And I've, I always keep that in mind In everything that I do, there's always a middle way. And, I listen to both sides and I form my own argument. And this is what I've been doing for 25 years. It's just that as you start incorporating a bit more of, should I say spirituality, a bit more of morals that are originating in old texts, texts that are 3,000 years old that have been proven time and time again to be true, to have morals that we should listen to. And that goes for Buddhism, that goes for Christianity, that goes for Hinduism. It, it goes through a lot of religion. The thing is that we forgot. And I started reading about this 12 years ago. And this is where you start asking questions. I'm like, if you start removing the technology aspect, if you start to remove the societal belief and you put yourself in the time of the text where it was written, you're like, oh shit, this is the exact same thing we're still going through. There hasn't been, we have not really changed over the past 3000 years. And I would argue that it's probably a lot longer than that, but all to say that, when you start asking yourself those questions without having a biased opinion, this is where shit starts to happen. And this is what I hope I'm able to do with people is just say one thing that will make you realize that, you know what, shit, I think you might have a point. But if you start realizing that you, I, I might have a point, that's going to send you on a path of questioning everything. And this, at the end of the day, is my goal. If I can open, if I can somehow grab your attention and make you realize that a specific subject is not what it appears to be, this automatically will open other horizons. I just want to open the door to the rabbit hole. I want to kick, you know, Sparta, the 300, yeah. when they're in the beginning and he, he kicks the, the Persian down the hole. Yes. That's what I want to do with people. Yes. I want to front this, kick this you in madness. the chest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're fucking crazy. This and here's Sparta. why. Then go check, go check down there. Start doing research and you'll see it's all a rabbit hole. Yeah. There's so much thing to learn. But at the end of the day, that's all it is. Yeah. I, I want people to realize that you need to question yourself first and foremost because mm -hmm. that's the only thing you control. You don't control what's going on right now. You know, I've been, I, I haven't been living a very typical life for almost four years now. I've been on the road traveling the U S in an RV for 
a year. We've done 22 states. We've driven, I've probably driven more than 10,000 miles in the past year, hauling a massive 11,000 pound fucking trailer behind my truck. And I've been running a business from there. I quit my corporate job a year ago and I, I kissed away a very good career in order to just follow my purpose, just to find, just to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And prior to that, I spent two and a half years in the woods. I have, I have a log house in the middle of nowhere in the more, in the, in the middle of the, the wilderness, if you will, in, in Canada. And this is where I was before leaving. And I spent, man, a year and a half, the first year and a half, I was alone. I was alone there with two dogs. I still worked. Everything was done online. Like we we're talking about before the podcast, everything's done on zoom. Right. But I removed all those distractions and just spent time with myself. Nice. And when you start questioning everything, but when there's no distractions, you're not wondering about people's opinion anymore. You're just concentrating on your opinions. Where do you sit? Where do you sit concerning everything? You start to realize, and as I was saying earlier, if if your assumption starts from the fact that nobody's here to save you, nobody's here to save you. There's no, there's no, uh, <laughs> ah, yeah, nobody cares, work harder. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, if you understand that nobody, there's no knight in shining armor, there's no somebody that's going to just show up and help you. The only person that can do that is you. Mm -hmm. Your world completely changes. You can mm -hmm. change your whole opinion about everything. And you know what? During that two and a half years, I completely removed myself from politics. I stopped following politics. I stopped looking at whatever they had to say. Only within the last year have I gone back to it. But it's amazing when you start looking at things for what they are and not what you believe that they are. Right. Yeah. It, and and the hitting the political reset button was important. I want you to finish your thought first. It's toxic as fuck. I didn't break. No, but flow. it's <laughs> no, but it's really toxic. Yeah. Like if you look at if again this those are principles that were written by Niccolo Machiavelli 500 years ago. If you guys haven't read The Prince, read The Prince, the and Prince. you'll understand the people in power how much they don't give a fuck about you. You'll understand. He explains it. He puts every the politics that we live in today, the environment in which we live, was all designed by that guy almost 500 years ago. Right. And you, as soon as you stop, you you remove yourself from politics and you start just living. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, man, over the past year of just traveling the U.S., that a lot of the people that we meet are not politicians they're not in politics they don't care they, they just live their lives they're just good human beings they're just everyday that people. want yeah that, that want to be left alone yeah they well, want to be left alone and unfortunately it's because of them because of me because of you that we are in the situation that we're in right now because we just wanted to be left alone well it's a big category of the american population right 80 mm percent -hmm. and I'm, if you if, yeah. if you look at the bell curve it's somewhere mm -hmm. between 64 percent and 80 percent of the people sit somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. and they don't care they just want to be left alone they just want to live a good life they want to have enough money to take care of their family to have enough fun on weekends and that's all they want they want to be left alone well it's it's a big category in the sense that um like i'm 53 years old okay um in my lifetime 
there's not anyone that was in the White House that introduced the policy that affected my life, that impacted my life significantly for the better or significantly for, for the worse. Those policies are there to benefit the, the extremely wealthy, the extremely poor, uh, which are two, which are the one percent or the two. Or let's call them the five percent of each category. Since you used eighty percent, let's call them the ten percent of each category. But the other sure. eighty, in in their lifetime, there there's not a whole lot of bills that are going to be signed that are going to affect someone's life significantly. The only thing uh, that affected me is Barack Obama, right? He um signed a bill called VRAP, Veterans Retraining Assistance Program. I'm, I'm a Gulf okay. War, I'm a Gulf War vet. So sure. what happened was I had a midlife crisis because I was working for a cardiologist who um, 17 years, a guy named Dr. Rosenfeld, Canadian, went to McGill. Uh, um, <laughs> nice. And when he retired, they let go of the entire staff. So at the time, I was doing theater. You know, I, I did a couple of shows, uh, one one show at the Public Theater. Um, I was coaching NCAA, but I didn't dare. I dipped my toe in it because I was too scared to jump in, right? Mm -hmm. But when you lose your nine to five for mm -hmm. 17 years, you you the first thing you're like oh my god i need another 95 i need i need i need to make sure my first chakra you know my groundedness my security the carpet under my feet the car yep. i drive you, you you know the seven major chakras of the spinal cord that that little first that first chakra the opposite is fear right uh, um so they signed a bill that allowed me to go to real estate school because I tried that out. Nice. That only lasted like a year. They paid for my books. They paid for the class. They paid for some cost of living. And if you were a veteran that got laid off through no fault of your own, the first 40,000 applicants, because they were trying to do this bill to see if it worked on veterans. And if it worked with veterans, they were going to try with everybody. But yep. um, but what happened was, and again, no I mean to be political, but the Republicans shot, shot, shot it down after after VRAP. But VRAP, that was the only time in my life that yep. someone did something that helped me. And real estate, this real estate thing only lasted a year. I'm like, dude, no, I'm a volleyball coach. I'm a volleyball coach. I'm a color commentator, and you know what? I could get three jobs doing this. I'll make maybe five grand, seven grand less a year than my nine to five. But the peace of mind, which yep. I'm, I'm, I'm coming full circle to what you were talking about, a little Kanye West mm -hmm. style, <laughs> right? It didn't make sense, but I, but it, it's making sense. But the peace of mind is worth the price of admission. And you have ups and downs in your life, and but when you're up, you're up. Right now, dude, my dude, I'm all the way up. I'm on this mm -hmm. podcast having a good time with you. But one more thing I wanted to say, and I want to give you back the floor. Um, sometimes when you're so deep in the politics that you become this version of yourself that you don't like, you have to hit the reset button. You become judgmental. They're like whether mm -hmm. you're whether you're not politically, you think they're both full of shit, and then you start judging all of them. Like like I call them democrats and republicans. That was my yep. worst my worst moments was calling them that the two biggest gangs in America, which is true, mm -hmm. but it's not productive, you know. So, and it got so bad four years ago. Even my own wife unfriended me. Like when Obama <laughs> Ob Obama ran against Mitt Romney, I was fighting with everybody. I was on Obama head back then. And I was fighting with everybody. She's like, I can't, I got to unfriend you until the election's over. <laughs> That's how bad it got. So I think what helped you, and I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this, or at least I think I am. I think what <laughs> helped you is when you spend time alone, self-reflection, self-examination. Where do mm -hmm. you fit into this whole schema? Is it, is it small? Is it big? You 
allow yourself to ask the question which is the whole point of what I was talking about this podcast. Ask the question, know how to shape the question, and then come back at it and maybe you can answer it yourself or or maybe you can pose the question and guys like you and me and everyone listening, we can all answer these questions together. You know, that's 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 what my podcast is about and that's what really really um uh, um intrigued me about about what was going on with your podcast. Self-empowerment knowing that that there's there's no wealthy person with an s on his chest and a cape on his back that's gonna fly in and save you all you got is us um i'm a sports guy i say we are we're all we got we're all we need everything you, everything you got is everything you got believe it or not some people's situations are worse where you're like what are you talking about you know i, I don't have i don't have tape money i didn't have like mma money to to invest to have an opportunity to become whatever but believe it or not it's just more hidden everything you got for what you want to do with your life is is it's it's there and you can see it and it's there or it's there and, and it's really really hard to find but for the audience listening it's always there you know what it comes down to is um what's the name of that character in uh, fight club the oh, um, oh shit which one ed name? norton's character or brad pitt no brad pitt's uh, character oh he was like uh, yeah he says something at one point that that we all grew up and those are guys our age that we grew up yep. being told that We'd be rock stars, we'd be millionaires, we'd be ball players, and now we're starting to realize that it's not true and we're really pissed off. And this is what's going on with people. If you look at around you, everybody wants tape money. Everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to do this, wants to do that, but one, they don't have the balls to go after it, which it is what it is, but they don't have the balls to go after what they want. First, they don't even know what they want. Like if you take yeah. it even further, they have no fucking clue what they want, but they think they want to have to, to have money. They think that, you know, as you said, let's, let's use Andrew Tate as an example. Uh, we didn't have MMA money. Okay, sure. Do you think that he got paid $10 million here? No. He got paid maybe a hundred grand tops. Like MMA fighters don't make a lot of money, especially no, they not don't. 10 years, especially not 10 years ago. No. And and he wasn't even MMA. He was fucking kickboxing. So they make even less money than Agreed. MMA 10 years ago. Yep. So he took the little bit of money. I don't like what he did. This is what I. This is the part that I don't like about Andrew Tate. I don't like the fact that he dealt into sex workers. Mm. I, I don't like that. That's taking advantage of men where they're weak. And it's making a money. It's making money. But all to say that he turned a bit of money into a lot of money. But if you look most people, you could give them that money. They would just spend it. They wouldn't do anything with it. Nothing, right. this would not make their world any better in the first place. The thing is, though, it all comes down to, to one simple fact. People lack accountability. If you look at the world we live in right now, 100% of the problems are based into a lack of accountability. There's somebody somewhere that said, not my job. That's it. This is, you can you can take every single problem out there and you will find that somebody somewhere did not want to do their job. Yeah. And this is the realization that everybody needs to have. If you want to move forward in your life and achieve something, first understand that you, you know, if your life sucks, it's your fucking fault. Sure, you weren't dealt the same cards as another one, but that's fucking life. Nobody says life was fair, was, was supposed to be fair. But if you accept the fact that life isn't fair, that if your life sucks, it's your fault. 
that also means that you have the power to change it. That also means that you're powerful beyond measure. And this is the acceptance that people need to have. And this is what I realized four years ago when I started being alone. I'm like, okay, you know what? I've been an asshole to a lot of people. I've been a dick to a lot of people. I've been nice to a lot of people, but I've also been an asshole to a lot of people. I've done a lot of stupid shit in my life. And you know what? The fact that I didn't have a father growing up, did it help? No. But is it the reason I'm the way I am today? No. I have a lot of responsibility that I need to take for myself. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's not fun. Yes, having having a little voice inside of you telling you that you're nothing but shit. You know what? Okay. But you will never want to change if you don't hit rock bottom. Yeah. Nobody out there is doing super well and just one day saying, you know what? I need to reinvent myself. No. You're we're lazy. Human beings are lazy. We're only going to change when we're faced with a decision where we don't have a fucking choice. Like, like me. It, <laughs> like, story, I just got I got thrown in the deep end of the pool, man, and I had yeah. to swim. <laughs> yeah. But but this is how it is. Yeah. But this is this is you know what? I fought for years in the ring. I was scared shitless every single time. I'm not a fighter. I'm not somebody that wanted to fight. I just needed to prove to myself that I could. Wow. That's it. It's that fucking simple. And I didn't want to. I was scared fucking shitless every single time I fought. I'm not a fighter. I'm a martial artist. Yeah. Well, I don't want to hurt people. I don't like to hurt people. I have no interest in hurting people. Back me in a corner, I will. But yeah. I don't want to. You know, they, I really, really don't want to. They did a poll on that, by the way. They, they said 63% mm -hmm. of the people who fight in combat sports at some point are scared for their life. <laughs> and, you know, and in yeah. the competition. So, yeah it's, yeah, it's a real thing. And I think that's what you're alluding to. And I think I'd like, I think I got to beat on this. I think there's a diff first of all, there's a difference between a reason and an excuse. All right. Yep. Right. I'm, I'm born in Coney Island, lived in the projects, you know, and, and there's a, I lived in the projects where there's a group of roaches that cannot be stomped, exterminated or beat down. I, <laughs> we, we cannot be stopped. We a nation. So, um, you know, so the reason that I'm poor is because I'm in that situation. Now, mm -hmm. if you stay in that situation, that's when it becomes an excuse. All right. Yep. Um, my mom, my real father, I never met my mom. He left my mom with a dollar, me and my older sister. And my mom used that dollar to go on welfare. And for three years, she was on welfare. And then what, she, what happened is she found a job as a paralegal at this law firm. She went back to school, finished her undergraduate school, undergrad, went to Fordham Law School, you know, got her law degree and this and that. Now, that's an example. We don't get along, but I respect this woman till, till, till the mm -hmm. day one of us dies. I think she's got enough bitterness where I think she'll live longer than me. I, she'll probably have to bury <laughs> I swear to God, this woman's going to bury me, right? Yeah. But um, I, I just want to say it like this. If she stayed on welfare, everybody would have understood. She got yep. left, right? No, two kids, this and that. Or... You could go the other way. You can go the other way. So same thing with me. I got laid off, you know, and I and and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing. I'm not. I was never a nine to five person. I didn't have the balls. I'm just gonna. I'm saying it out loud, okay? I got yeah. look, Brooklyn people with Brooklyn. We you gotta have balls to do everything you do just to just to grow up. But but in this situation, I didn't have the balls to leave on my nine to five. You, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes there's an inciting incident. Where you just yep. leave like you did, right? You left, mm -hmm. or there's an inciting incident where I, my whole, the whole staff got laid off after this guy retired. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Um, I just want our audience to understand the distinction between a reason and an excuse. During COVID, I put on my little a little quarantine fifteen, you know, and I'm yep. walk and I'm walking by the beach because that was the only thing that was open. And and this girl walks by and she's like, "Oh my God, Jason! Wow, you put on weight!" And I was like, "So did you?" <laughs> uh. And she said, "She said, well, I got three kids." And I was like, "How old's your youngest kid?" She's like six. I said, yeah, "Get the fuck, fuck out of here!" <laughs> I yep. said, "I said, get get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yep. But <laughs> when when does know, a reason become an excuse? That's that's all I was trying to say. You know, you look at you look at what what happened in Canada. So we are 85 to 90 percent of people are vaccinated in Canada mm -hmm. and it was forced. Like it was not like in the U.S. It was not like an open choice because technically you could if you didn't like uh, if you were rich North enough, you could say no in the United States. You couldn't. I mean, it was it was. Forced. Oh, yeah. No, no, but you could go to Florida. You could go to most states. You, you, you had some place to live. Uh, yeah, you, you could okay. move in Canada. We didn't have that because it was a federal, like it was federally, like we. I couldn't take. So, truth be told, I'm unvaccinated, and my girlfriend and I are both unvaccinated. We, I was all my family is all her family is vaccinated too. We are just the only two that are not. Right, and you know my my job for years threatening me. They, they, they were threatening me to say, if you don't get vaccinated and and I'm talking, I'm making multiple six figures here. I had the like the type of job that I did was very high end. Right. And they they're telling me that to keep if that you don't job. get vaccinated, you're going to get fired. And I'm sitting there and I'm like 39 years old back then. I have a six pack. I work out five to ten times a week. I weigh my food. I'm in best shape. I'm in better shape than 99.9% .9 of 20 year olds. And I got a fat fuck telling me that if I don't get vaccinated, I'm a danger. So I'm like, yeah, okay. You know what? No, do whatever you want. You, you want to fire me? No problem, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to listen to you. Mm. So th this could have been a reason for me to start complaining, to start saying, you know what? Uh, it's their fault, this and that, and become a victim. You know what I did? I sat down and I'm like, okay. So now they're making me realize that I don't have, I'm not in control of this situation. I can't control what's going on. I can't control the fact that the government doesn't want me to go to the gym, that I can't teach martial art anymore. I can't go to the restaurant. I can't go anywhere anymore. All I could do is go to the pharmacy and go to the grocery store. So what did I do? I'm like, okay, I have an investment house in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to get rid of my place in Montreal. That's right in the city. And I'm going to say, fuck you. I'm going to move outside by myself. I'm going to build a gym in there in my living room. I'll turn my living room into a gym and there you go. I'm going to stay there. Then I'm like, okay, what do I do now? What are my transferable skills? What are the things that I've learned over my life that I can apply to do something else? Because I didn't have a choice. I wasn't, I was not going to be put in a situation where I was going to do something against my own judgment. I'm my, my soul's not for sale. No. No, and you're, so I, but you appreciate that in your mind, you didn't have a choice. Everyone else, everyone else watching is like, you did have a choice. You can get vaxxed or that, but that wasn't really a choice. No, no that wasn't really choice, a choice. Okay. No, because I will not. And you know what point stated? I don't care that people get vaccinated or not. If you, if mm. you believe that that's the best thing for you, go for it. It's your mm. body. Do, do it. I don't care. I really could not give two shits, but when it came to me, not going to happen. Yeah. That's 80% so like, of the oh, country, by the way. Oh, yeah, I know. 
Like and, and most and, of the people that I know got got vaccinated because they were scared. Yeah. They didn't want to lose their job. They didn't want to lose their social status. They still wanted to be able to do this, wanted to be able to do that. But then I look at those people from three, four years ago. They're still in the same job as they were while I'm living a life that is completely fucking foreign to them and they will never understand. Right. But I've lived, my, I've always lived my life that way in a way where I could sit down and say, you know what? I don't care what people think. It does not matter to me. I don't control that out of my out of my hands but what yeah. do i control what do i do from here that i control so so, and... so for youtube purposes the vaccines are safe and effective and, and, will, pre <laughs> and will prevent severe disease and hospitalization <laughs> youtube can you hear me we're, we're yeah. citing that as a pretext this is just a conversation yeah. and the, the opinions don't reflect our opinions uh, um but um I wanted you to finish your thought because there was a very similar thing happening in the United States that looked more like a mandate too, but go ahead. But, but this is what it comes down to. Mm. You know what the uh, Santas did in Florida to say, I will pass a bill that you cannot, and uh, industries cannot force their employees yeah. to get vaccinated. They will have a choice. Same thing with the parents. You, you want to have your kids in school? No problem. You want to keep your, your 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 kids as at home and you want them to do it online? Mm -hmm. No problem. Done. You you want to wear a mask? No problem. Wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask? Cool. No problem. This is how it should have been from the beginning. Well, what happened was, if you look at the chronology of what when when COVID mm -hmm. hit, um, the the population went from the minority till now the this swelling, this swelling under the internet of censorship, this swelling where you know this bubble's gonna pop. So now, even on YouTube, now even the CDC's coming through and saying, look, um, if you, you know, we just did this study saying you're more likely, the more the more boosted you get, you're more likely to get COVID, right? Uh, and then this, uh, then the Cochrane report said that masks did little or nothing to slow to spread. So what happened, let me, let me just go through the chronology a little bit. The media scared you to death. This, there's yep. this thing that, that, that they made a, a, a sound equivalent to Ebola, right? That we found out, found out even, even Delta, as deadly as Delta was, it wasn't, that, it wasn't as bad as, as, as whatever. So what happened is everyone feels like they want to do the right thing. Yep. Right. So you had a demographic of people saying mask up, it protects you and this and that. And then you got a demographic of people that are saying, you know what? I don't think the mask works, but if it'll make my friend feel comfortable with me, yeah, uh, I'll wear I'll, I'll wear it for my friends, you know, at the at the event or whatever. And then what happens is you're continuing the mask and you got hours and hours. And I don't care what anyone says. Not everybody can breathe in that thing. You cannot. It. I can't imagine doing an eight hour job with with something covering. If you wear it properly, if you wear an N95 properly over covering your nose and your mouth and anyone that says, oh, I breathe fine. Good for you. That's not you can't tell me that that's a normal. No, that's not a normal human thing. You, no. You're a mixed martial arts. How would you like for to be in bottom position and the guy's taking his glove and he's got his hand? And this is just a few seconds. This is like a five-minute round, assuming it's MMA yep. and not tie, right? Not tie boxing. Yep. Just someone having affecting your breathing. Uh, uh, yep. Just And that's just a temporary. I'm talking about eight-hour days. So back to the chronology. We got scared. We hunkered down. We, we, we socially distanced. Uh, um, corporations didn't like 10 feet. Which they, is fair. No, no but corporations I, decided they didn't want 10 feet. Corporations said we can't function with 10 feet. It has to be six feet. So science yeah. didn't dictate that six feet, by the way. That was corporations that did that. Of course uh, um, Which was fine. But like you said, as we went on, 
um, 2021, they, you heard them saying that if you get the vaccine, you won't have to wear a mask, right? So then you right, get, then you get the vaccine, you still have to wear the mask, right? And then in July, they're saying that if you get vaccinated, you won't get COVID. Uh, which people were posting on Twitter saying that's false. I got, I got it and whatever. And they were calling those breakthrough infections. But there were too many cases where it's not a breakthrough infection anymore, where they had to conclude that uh, um, it no longer prevents transmission. So I'm on YouTube right now, so I'm, I'm, I'm safe because right now I'm, echo, I'm echoing the, sen the sentiments of the CDC and yep. the World Health Organization, which, by the way, I got flagged, by the way, and YouTube apologized to me. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that later. It's the first ever apology by YouTube in the history of the Internet. I got an apology from, from YouTube. But um, so the cr chronology wise, if you do this, we'll go back to normal. That's the point mm -hmm. I was trying to make. And then a few months later, you do this, we'll go, uh, we'll, we'll go back to normal. Uh, and then, of course, the, the virus stops with every vaccinated person. That was on MSNBC. That was on Fox News. <laughs> Rachel Maddow um, hammered it. You never saw doctors say it because doctors under the Nuremberg Code could not are not allowed to encourage you or discourage you. But what they can do is they can sit next to someone who's not a doctor and have you do that, which is what happened when Fauci was in Washington, D.C., going house to house. He went, he went with the mayor. Right. Mm -hmm. I know you saw that video. That black guy was like, I don't know. He says if they're offering me cookies and money to get it, it can't be that good. <laughs> you know, so here's my personal coming to Jesus moment. I'm from New York. 70,000 medical professionals, doctors, nurses, medical workers, whatever, billing code specialists, mm -hmm. people that are yep. in, 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 an, in, an, uh, in an environment like that got fired, lost their jobs for refusing yep. medical professionals. That's what raised an alarm for me. And yep. I'm like, dude, if I'm like a millionaire and like my domestic help brings me a meal, right? And they bring me some dumplings and I'm like, hey, this is really good. Why don't you try a dumpling? And no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, if the domestic help's gonna give me food that they're not gonna eat themselves, I'm, I'm, I might start to wonder. Well, did you spit in this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's what's in this food? So I, I, I'm trying to give you a general chronology, but I'm also trying to reflect my personal experience where I was like, I'm following the science, but now it's time to read it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm following, because if you actually look at some of these reports in their entirety, the truth was hidden in plain sight. Yep. They actually have correlation studies that were showing hospitalizations for unvaccinated people versus vaccinated. Read the whole study. The whole There's study, no the whole There's study no said so that there was there, there was no difference. Also, never mind that was not in it. It was uh, talk about things that were underreported. Talk about that what percentage of these people are clinically obese, uh, you know, comorbidity or immunocompromised. It's more than ninety. Oh, we'll give you. We don't have that stat now, you know. But take the vaccine yep. now, you know. Um, the new booster, no release data from Moderna. There's no. They're they're trying to. Um, they're recommending in the United States that everyone get it and from six months old up. But there's, they, they haven't released the data on it. You Just know? like they did the first time? Yeah. Well, the first booster was eight mice. I mean, eight it's, mice. You know, well, at, at the end of the day, this is... this is. Hold on. At the end of the day, they're safe and effective. And, and they prevent hospitalizations. Go ahead. But, you know, the, the point is that I, I had no intentions of talking about the... I don't care about is it good or is it bad. It doesn't matter to me. No, like the fact that saying someone has to the, take it matters to you. The yeah, exactly the effectiveness of the vaccine. I don't care. I never cared about it. Mm -hmm. It's a personal choice. People can do whatever they want. The day that they start using fear to back me into a corner, right? 
this is where this is where the problem lies and this is my issue my issue has never been with covid has never been with the vaccines i've never been with the per se agenda that's seen, that that you can see is everywhere now just right. it's just control people people in power want control and they always want more that's right. a fact once right. you start from that fact everything makes sense yeah and this is what and th this is what covid did and this is what covid did to people is that it put them into fear and decide is it real or is it not is the fear real or is it not they froze and bank it, accounts dude in canada i know i i was at that protest yeah and and what, I, I, and what a lot of people I, don't know they call the truckers anti-vax but a hundred percent of the truckers were or near a hundred percent were vaccinated because you the american truckers you can't get through the canadian border unless you sh uh, over the border unless you show proof of, of vaccination so you know it's it's um you know it all comes down to fear yeah. this is all it comes down to and people showed that they were scared but it goes even further than that it's the psychological aspect that i find mind-boggling because i don't have a relationship with my mother and my sister anymore and it stems out of that it stems out of our understanding or our views on the vaccine our views on what should and should not have been done right and instead of being negative about it i chose to be positive i chose to look at everything that was happening and say okay i can't change my relationship with my family i can't change the fact that my job wants to fire me but what's in my power to do something else this is my choice this is something that i can do and you know what i did and, and i wasn't i wasn't in favor of what the canadian government was doing was doing during covid i was not in favor of it because but of instead, the, uh, mandates you mean yeah right absolutely yeah. and you know instead of complaining online instead of just being pissed off all the time i picked up i we made signs that said free hugs and we started giving hugs to people in the middle of a pandemic i have probably 10 hours of footing of, of footage in four different protests two of them had more than a hundred thousand people there and i wasn't protesting with the rest of the people i was hugging them this and i have God it all bless. i have it all recorded i've released so much of those videos over the years but all to say that it's all a matter of perspective mm. when you first understand that nobody likes you that nobody's here to save you that nobody's there to make you feel good about yourself that it is your fucking job you start to see the truth is everywhere and your truth is only relevant to you just like your feelings nobody fucking cares about your feelings they're like they're your truth they matter to you and you alone but at the same time that means that you can control your life through you through the decisions that you take is it going to be what you wanted maybe not you maybe know, not but i'd I, yeah. i'd much rather you know, I'd much rather be dead than live on my knees. This is one thing I refuse to do. If 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 they want to force my hand, so be it. I can't control that. No. I can't control what people do to me. I can't control it. I have millions of views every fucking month on my content. Do you, you think I control what people say about me? Of course not. No. I can't control that. No. You're How not. many people threatening me are threatening me? Hey, bro, I'm 200 pounds of muscle. I've been fighting for 20 years. You want to meet? 
we'll meet no problem i'll make you look fucking ridiculous but i can do that intellectually too if you want we yeah. can debate we can talk about history what, what do you want to talk about but the day you realize that they don't give a fuck that they're just trolls there to make themselves better about their shitty lives you start realizing that oh shit okay why am i wasting my time with this but this is how life is yeah we're, it, we're 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 so concentrating on shit that don't matter trying to impress people we don't even fucking like that instead you know what the number one regret of the dying is wasted time living a life other expected of them and not the one they wanted to live and this to me is so sad so yeah. sad yeah. I'm 41 years old and I'm ready to bet that I've lived more than I probably live four times more than the average person has by my age because right. I've always done what I wanted to do no matter the fucking consequences. Mm. I know I'm a good person deep down. I'm not here to hurt people. Mm. I know my heart is right. So if I'm going to do something, it comes from the right place. Yeah. So I why think... would I listen to others? Right. I think. The more you do this, the more you'll you'll able to um, um, filter yeah, people who want to have a conversation. Maybe they're mm -hmm. less intelligent, but but they're it's coming from a place where they they want to argue with you, but they also want to understand. And then there's of course there's the trolls. And yeah. I have this old saying like you you go to the zoo and you pet you see the animals, but you don't feed them. You know what I'm saying? You don't feed the animals at the zoo unless unless you're that personality like Dana White. That dude's on Twitter and he answers every freaking negative. He's got the energy. He's got the inclination. You know, uh, volleyball. Oh, I do it too. Yeah, volleyball. Too. Volleyball is a guy named Randy Stokeless, who's like the king of the beach. Um, yeah. Who um, I did a broadcast with him for the motherload. And he, you know, like me, it, it gets, it upsets me because it is in my, our human nature to see 19 compliments and one person, you know, being an idiot. And it's in our human nature to pay attention to the idiot. And I'm at the tail end of that. I finally, I just don't, I'm, at this point, because the podcast took off and because I live in a zip code where they'd rather die than have a New Yorker be the voice of the sport. I know, <laughs> I know I got, no, but I know I'm, I'm always going to have some haters. Dude, If let me yeah. tell you something. If I walked on water right now, those guys would be like, oh, it's because he can't swim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're just, they're just, they're just some guys like that. And I'm 10 yeah. years ahead. I'm 13 years ahead of you, but I'm, I'm, three years behind you figured it out a lot earlier than i did and i'm glad i still look young man i don't even look 53 i look i look like a creepy 35 <laughs> you know <laughs> hey little girl <laughs> mom but um yeah. but i like what you said about taking care of the things you can control right there's certain things for some people yeah. what people say to you is you can't control um how you respond to them and how you take it um is weird because people think that that's an involuntary reflex but the more you discipline yourself the more it's not an involuntary reflex the more it's an act it becomes an active choice to engage yep. in that or not engage in that very 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 good point very very i good do it every time it. though yeah. i i went from a place where i the comments actually hurt my feelings yeah to a point where now i just fuck with them well, uh, it's, it's but hilarious. to me, it, no, but it's this hilarious. Is what I do. It's like Elon, the, Elon's, Elon's but, in heaven right now, dude. <laughs> but that's what I do, bro. Like I, I post three, four, five, six, seven times a day. Who are you? you you're gonna come. You, you're gonna come argue with me on my own post, really? No, get out of here. No, if I have the time to answer you, bro, I will make you look so stupid. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, 
it's entertaining to me it's become entertainment yep interacting with people that are great because i got some followers that are absolutely great i got some followers that i swear they follow me just to piss me off but yep. they don't have they don't have they can't yeah but you you know the the funniest thing out of all of this is that the person that it pisses off the most is my girlfriend this is what's the most interesting thing. How many times <laughs> have I told her, stop going, don't go to my social media. She, don't go she read break up with you, man. <laughs> no, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. She's she like, those your fuckers age. don't, don't know you at all. Like, why the fuck are you saying, why are they saying this? Yeah. No, like how many times have I, have I been told that I'm a, I'm probably a wife beater that i i like to take like i'm i'm misogynistic obviously yeah you're like it's the mustache right it's the mustache yeah, yeah. i got yeah, a wife exactly. beater mustache what's yeah. going on go ahead but but it's you know those, those don't hurt me at all on the contrary i find them quite entertaining and it's just that it makes you realize how sad people are how can you imagine ever being in a state of mind that you're browsing social media, you find a reel that you don't agree with, and that you go out of your way to go on that reel, comment, and insult the person that made the reel. Mm -hmm. You don't try to understand their point, you just don't like that person, so no matter what, you're gonna complain. Yep. And when all you had to do was to continue scrolling. Yeah. I've never, for all the time that I spent on social media, I have never stopped on a reel I disagreed with to go complain about it. Never. Not once in my life. That's, Why that's would a, I? That's liberating. It's a very liberating feeling. But, it's a very empowering feeling. But at the same time, it makes me realize how sad those people are. Mm -hmm. Like, how much do you hate yourself? Because deep down, that's what it is. If you look at the psychology behind that mm -hmm. type of behavior, it's very simple. It's self-hatred. They see something, you know, they say that if you associate with someone, if you have a friend, you have somebody that you like, the reason that you like them is, but, is because they're like you. They reflect you. They mirror you. There's something in them that, that makes you feel good about yourself. You're like, oh, I see myself in them. That's why you like that person. Mm -hmm. The same is true about people you don't like. Technically, what you don't like is not that person. It's just that person reflects a part of you that you do not like. You might not realize it. And chances are, if you're the type of person that complains and that calls other people's name, other people's names without knowing them, chances are you're not understanding that you are hating yourself. You have not made that connection yet. You have not spent enough time alone to understand that you are a shitty person. And it's okay. We all are. We all are a shitty person from the get-go. If you are involuntary about most of your actions, if you're, you, if you don't think that you can control your unconscious mind through your conscious mind, you probably do a lot shittier. You do more shitty things in your life than you do good, because it's, it's just easy to be shitty. It's yeah. easy to be selfish. It's easy. It's so easy to be shitty to other people. It's a lot harder to be nice than it is to be easy. And isn't that it is to it's shitty? Yeah, it and, is. And when you see these people in in the in, in real life in real time, yeah, it's like, wait a second, you're 25, mm -hmm. dude. You look yeah. 40. You know, and I'm I'm not trying to insult anyone's appearance, but I'm just trying to say when someone spends this 
almost infinite amount of time allowing someone to live rent free in their head. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't know the science behind living longer on love versus living longer on bitterness because I got a, you know, I said I got a one person sample size with my mom. You, you know, uh, um, that like that I was, I was joking. I'm, I'm like, that woman's going to live longer than me because yep. her, some, whatever's keeping her blood boiling is more productive. But, I don't know. You look back in your life and you're like, what what happened to you or what happens in your life? And you said this on one of your podcasts and Rogan actually said this on a previous podcast. And I want to say it like this. You have a finite amount of time on this planet, right? Yep. It could be a good time or it can suck. And if mm-hmm. it sucks, you need to fight like hell as if your life depends on it because it really does. And you, I, I remember you saying that in one of your previous episodes. And, um, and I remember... I don't know. I don't know who Rogan's guest was, but I, I remember Rogan saying it almost verbatim, and I'm like, "You guys, you guys are quoting each other. Who chicken or the egg on that one?" Because, because, dude, I use that quote all the time right now, and I, and I want to say it again so my audience can appreciate this. And I'm, I'm gonna use my camera. You have this finite amount of time on this planet, all right? It could be a good time, or it can be a really bad time, all right? And if it's a bad time, it is your, it is incumbent upon you to fight to change it. As if you have you have to approach it as if your life depends on it. Approach it as if your life depends on it, because at the end of the day, like you said, it really does. It yeah. really does. Uh, um, I wasn't looking for a, can I get an amen moment, but I, I was just trying to make sure I get this this the emphasis on on what's your reason versus what's your excuse now. You know, what's your reason? I fin- I went back to college. I ran out of excuses, dude. I went back to yep. college and I finished and I finished my degree. I got into the BFA program at Marymount Manhattan. At the time, they were ranked number two in the country. Uh, um, I'm a returning adult student surrounded by these talented kids who look like they belong in fame, right? So I'm 15 years late for my prom, but like you said, showed some balls. I auditioned and I got in and I finished my degree there. So, but. At some point, you just start running out of excuses. And I want you to take the wheel because you're, this is more your wheelhouse than me. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn who likes, who likes volleyball and loves mixed martial arts, which we could talk about all day. Uh, um, how do people approach getting rid of excuses? For me personally, I'll use this as an example. The reason why I went back to school because I was like, write down a list of reasons why I can't go back. Uh, I'm too old. All right, cross that off. That's stupid, right? I don't have financial means right now. I'm making a little bit of money. Um, I'll work. I'll work that out. Um, I can't get back into school because I flunked out before. I fly. I was um, playing NCAA volleyball at, at um, in New York at, at Hunter College, and I didn't go to class. I just want to play volleyball, and I failed every class because I didn't go. So I'm like, how do I get back in there? My boss got me back in. Wrote a letter saying that I'm different, I'm changing. Um, so I started knocking down these these obstacles one at a time. So is my question to you is, is there suppose does there have to be this coming to Jesus moment? Is there an inciting incident that comes into play, or is there something that someone can just because this is this is a question we can all answer together. Is there something someone can do where, uh, to acknowledge that it's weird? Do you understand what I'm trying to ask? Is there something someone can do to turn their life around, or does there have to be this inciting incident? Do they have to be thrown in the deep end of the pool like I was? Do they have to uh, um, have this coming to Jesus moment where, like you know, mandates uh, um, may enhance your quality of life, right? 
you know, be, that goes beyond monetary gain. So the floor is yours. I think they do. I think at the end of the day, you need to have a situation where you're forced to look at your situation with what without that bias anymore to just you're at a point where you can no longer lie to yourself. You have to do something or to accept the fact that nothing is going to change if you choose not to do anything. And it's that simple, but it needs to hurt. To, to me, we this is one of the biggest problems I have with parents today is that they don't let their kids hurt. They don't let their kids be disappointed. They don't let their kids be sad. Yet nothing changes if everything's always going well. If you don't hit rock, hit rock bottom, you will never be interested in changing. Why would you? Why would you ever want to change if everything's going well? If somebody's always taking care of you, if there's no consequences to your actions, if you can simply continue doing what you're doing and still be okay, why would you change? There's no reasons for you to change. There's zero, zero reason to change. And, you know, for some people, it's becoming an addict. For some people, it's losing their job, like you talked about. For some people, it's having a kid when their life's, when their job sucks, that they can't afford it. Right. There has to be something that forces your hand and for you to realize that you need to do something about it. But at the same time, is it possible to initiate that for yourself? Yes, there is. To me, it's just spending time by yourself. This is this is what I did. I, I'm an extrovert. Going to live in the woods by myself was one of the worst things you could ever do to me. That is one of the worst thing I could ever do to me by not my natural abilities are to be in front of people to speak to them. That's how I recharge my batteries. And I fully knew that if I went, it scared the shit out of me, man, to be so far away from everything by myself. I was like, motherfucker, that's going to be different. But this is why I did it, because I knew it would be different. But if you, you start removing those distractions from your life, it could be you spend too much time on social media. It could be you game too much. It could be that your family sucks. It could be that you're surrounded, you're, all your friends are assholes and they bring you down all the time. Whatever the reason is, spend time by yourself. Next time you have vacation, next time you want to take a break, you need vacation, rent a fucking cabin in the middle of nowhere. Go there for two weeks by yourself, no cell phone, no technology, nothing. Bring some of the books that you, you've always wanted to read. That's it. Oh, I got quite That's a few. That's all. Yep. No, no alcohol, no drugs. Don't try to numb it. Fucking embrace the fact that it's gonna suck know from the beginning that you're gonna be bored but that's what you want you want to be in a state of mind where you're questioning everything around you and we don't allow ourselves to do this because we're so distracted all the time we're always doing something we need to fill up every single fucking second of our time it doesn't matter that it's on your fucking cell phone it doesn't matter that it's on tv watching netflix we never allow ourselves to just be. Yeah. You know, I'm an extrovert, Nico. Yeah. Um, big, big surprise there, right? Um, yeah. The lump, but I will say this in a very, very weird way because we can look at these things in retrospect and understand it. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The loneliest I've ever been was in a relationship. Yeah. The loneliest I've ever felt 
was in in a crowd with a bunch of people, a bunch of boiling mm-hmm. faces. Yeah. One of the thing, one of the things I missed about New York, is, I used to take walks just to walk. Like mm-hmm. in New York, you know, everyone thinks it's this fast pace when people are walking fast is because they have somewhere to go, and that's also true. I get that, but they're New Yorkers, like some of the the homegrown people. You, they're like, where are you headed? I'm like, and they're like, nowhere. I'm just, I'm in the park. I just want to walk. I'm, and you know, sometimes you do it with a friend. Maybe they'll keep you company. And if it's the right friend, you ain't got to say shit. <laughs> if it's the yeah. right friend, you, 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 it's almost, it's this quality conversation with no words. Uh, yep. An ounce of behavior is worth a pound of words. If you're behaving quietly and peaceful, be, be peaceful and quiet. That's because that says everything. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so I understand where you're coming from because I'm an extrovert. And honestly, before I met my wife, the loneliest I've ever been wasn't was in a relationship. You, yep. you know, or wasn't, you know, um, I, I was happy. Honestly, I was happiest alone. The conversation was better. The, the, yep. sec, the sex certainly was. A, a little heavy handed, but yeah, yeah, it is yep. what it is. But <laughs> um, so... That was actually one of the things that I wrote. I wrote notes, even though I didn't. I knew I wouldn't need notes with you and me, but I, I keep notes because my mind races so many places. I'll say something that's factually correct, but is not logically connected to what the fuck we were talking about. You know, what I'm saying that. Yeah. And, I'm, and for that, if I've done that, I apologize nope. to my audience. I apologize to Nico, who t- who's taking all this good. time. But I wanted You're to talk good. about settling versus being alone. The conflicting forces of settling. Uh, versus being alone, you had this great conversation with your girlfriend, uh, um, uh, where that made that really triggered me to to actually introduce the subject I'm trying to introduce. Introduce the choice of being alone versus being with someone where I like I'm not completely happy, but I'm least I'm not I'm not alone. At least I'm mm-hmm. not alone. You as a Buddhist, you know the truth's in the middle. So let's 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 have this conversation where we steer where we think what side of the middle of truth is on this one. It comes down to this. Learn to love yourself. There's no way that you can be in a relationship with someone that you don't want to be with just because you don't want to be alone if you love yourself. There's no way. Right. The only reason people are in relationships with people that they don't necessarily love or don't necessarily want to be with is because they're scared of being alone. Why would they be scared to be alone? Because they deep down, they don't like themselves. Hmm. They just don't want to come to the realization that they suck as an individual. It's really that fucking simple. In the same way, as you said, I've never felt more alone than I did in a relationship. Yeah. If you have somebody that doesn't care, that doesn't want to understand you, and that's just there enough to remind you that they're not willing to be fully there, it it, it fucking sucks. Of course it feels lonely. I'd rather be alone than not with the right person. That there's no doubt about it. And it's not just relationship with my girlfriends, but it, it, it it's when it comes to my friend's relationship. With anybody that I, that I allow in my life, mm-hmm. they need to have a reason to be there. They need to bring a certain amount of energy that I will, that I either need or they need. But there needs to be a reason why those people are there, and it needs to be positive. If it isn't, they're not there anymore. It's really that fucking simple. Yeah. Because I I love myself. Yeah. Why the fuck would I dilute my life to have somebody? That doesn't necessarily want to be there. 
that doesn't bring anything to the equation that literally le wastes my time right and there, honestly wasting you, wasting a little bit of time is not always a bad thing no nope. um, oh, absolutely you, not yeah the um finish what you're saying because i have a very interesting story that puts this in perspective well, you know all i was going to say is that we're it, it all comes down to being scared of spending time alone which is why i embraced it four years ago i i realized this that my biggest fear was to spend a lot of time alone hmm. And when I realized that, I'm like, holy fuck, you're a little bitch. Let's do something. <laughs> right? It's no, no, but it's, it's why, why did I learn how to fight? Because I was scared. I, I got bullied when I was younger and I knew deep down I was a victim. Yep. So I learned how to, I wanted to learn how to fight in order to never feel that way again. Yep. Then when I started to learn how to fight, I'm a very athletic guy. So I picked it up very fast. My coach is like, hey, bro, you need to fight. I had no intentions of fighting. That was never any of my idea. Fuck no. I was just there to not be a victim anymore, to be able to defend myself if shit ever happened. Yeah. And then you got a guy that tells you, hey, bro, you need to fight. And I'm like, okay, why wouldn't I do it? Because it scares me. Ah, shit. That means I need to do it. Yeah, because knowing how to fight and being scared are two different things. No. But just the fact that his question scared me yeah i'm like mother fuck fuck you for making me realize that it scares me because now i have to do it because <laughs> now i have just because i'm scared i have to fucking do it now motherfucker so i did it yeah same thing four years ago mm -hmm. yeah. i i was in a situation where i knew what i had to do scared the shit out of me i'm like fuck that means i really need to do it Yep. A year ago, when I fucking quit my 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 career, same thing. We left a year ago. We left Canada, and I worked on this for three years mm -hmm. prior to leaving. Two and a half years to three years, I was working on this, and then the day come, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" I'm packing most of the shit that matters to me in an RV, and then we're gonna cross. We're gonna cross into the U.S. You know that I we, we didn't even know because we're both unvaccinated. <laughs> Technically, the Canadian government was telling us that we wouldn't be able to leave the country. Yeah, so or, or, I get, bet or get in, or get in the country. That's my point. Leave yeah. my country, get right. in yours. And my girlfriend and I bet everything that we would. Like we had no idea. We just said, you know what? I already had quit my job. I've already had refinance my home and extracted a bunch of money i just i was in a situation where you know what i couldn't back down anymore and i did it on purpose because i know if yeah. it scares me i need to do it you know i need to do it wow let me tell you something you stumbled onto something very very important the the conflicting forces has now turned into your ability that that you know how to do something versus the 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 underlying fear of actually doing it right mm -hmm. um like you i was bullied as a kid and, and it kind of sucked because you know I was, i'm i'm six one you know right now i'm like two two eleven you know I, I would like to be 205 but um my i didn't know how to fight i was scared to fight my dad boxed golden gloves he taught me how to use my hands and now it, it's even more scary because now i'm six one and i know i have um what you call god's hands you could nah, I, I, you know touch, you know but you know what i'm talking touch, about you could touch, touch someone and yeah, they just like touch, faint. and they you know not, listen they're, they're it can out. be drilled but some people as you know as a no, fighter some can't. people just have that you know you have it yeah, just blow it on and they fall yeah. down so so now i'm yeah. i'm afraid of what i can do so i still i'm still not fighting and only the army knocked that out of me
like the, the, the military, you, uh, um, not that kind of fear. And, and very much like you, um, I fear no person on God's green earth. You know what I'm saying? If someone's too big, I'll just bring a bat. You know, okay, I'm like, all right, this situation changed, but I'm still not, I'm still like that fear of consequence or whatever uh, is no longer yep. there. But I wanted to share this cool story because this is related to that fear. With When I met my wife, strong personality, went to Harvard, you know what I'm saying? Works in finance, also played volleyball. That's how I met her. And it goes so well. Her and I are looking for reasons why it shouldn't work because, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because you're scared of the, you're, this, this, this fear of the next level. I saw a comic strip that says, I'm still mad at him for, from the argument I had with him in my head. It's my favorite comic strip ever. I'm still angry about him with a converse, from that conversation I had in my head. Um, so for a year, Nico, this is crazy because I'm like you. This finite amount of time, a year, all we did was fight about politics, fight about new ideas, fight about old ideas, fight, man, fight about what you want to have for dinner, which is which, which is an incurable disease because that's going to be for the rest of your life. What are we having for dinner? We're men. We're men. Uh, all right, I'm gonna be sexist like this, men. men that's a man joke. So, it changed, and you'll appreciate this story. We we went to LA, stayed at the beach house in Hermosa, right? We go into the hotel. And we're exhausted. And she asked the question that would change our relationship forever. She said, do you want the top drawer or bottom drawer? And I went, bottom. <laughs> and we both started cracking up. <laughs> And we we're just like, what the hell are we fighting for? You know, uh, let's have silly arguments. Let's have real arguments. And let's let's be mature about this. And that was that solidified our relationship. We, that was 2012 is 2023. You know, what I'm saying I got a little toe head running around a little six hair, a white haired Queen Denari's looking thing from Game of Thrones. Um, pretty sure she has three dragons. Right. But the point I was trying to make, the moral of the story is sometimes you are incapable of solving real problems because you're hysterical about imaginary ones <laughs> you know what i'm saying her and i were um hysterical and ready to go on on issues that weren't even there you know but there's a force this spiritual force that goes beyond that that made us stick it out that first year because i speak for you I, I'm, I'm take the liberty to speak for you and myself that if you're not producing and, and if this is more of a waste of my time than I and and I have more fun alone and more fun singing karaoke doing other things you're out you know and she felt the same way she's like I work in finance 60 hours a week this is how I'm spending my spare time with this volley bum you know what I'm saying this dude who's an actor you know um so it's weird because we had and you're you were talking about you can't have that diamond without the coal you can't have that that pleasure without the 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 pain. So what we went through a whole year, this whole pain in the assdom that we went through that shaped this relationship that's freaking solid, solid as a rock right now, dude. Uh, um, I just wanted to share that story with you. It doesn't mean anything. It wasn't a, a greater point I was trying to make, or maybe it was and I lost it. Uh, um, <laughs> but um, I thought you'd appreciate top drawer, bottom drawer as a as a as a male who's been on this earth that's been in relationships long enough. The, yeah. Just the indecisive, I was like this, dude. I was like, 
And then finally at the end, you just, fuck it. <laughs> I surrender, man. Bottom. Uh, go ahead. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> I should have said top, right? <laughs> so Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But man, we... Mm-hmm. Life is so simple. When you... You're ready to cut through the fluff. You're ready to realize that you are an asshole. You're ready to realize that you could always do better. Mm-hmm. You start accepting the fact that life is so simple. Life is not complicated at all. On the con- it's so it's so simple that we invent ways to make it sound complicated, just because we we feel better about it. If 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 it's if at least we can tell ourselves that it's so complicated that we can't make sense of it, we can be victims of our own situations instead of simply looking at the facts and saying yep you know what that's me that's my fault i can do something about this or i can't but i don't get to complain about it anymore if i don't do you think empathy hurts uh helps though like you were talking about accountability right but we were yep. also talking about um people like russell brand or whatever maybe he, he did something 10 years ago maybe joe rogan said the n-word 15 years ago yeah uh, like do you think it's because of the intolerance of our society today where everything you do is the death penalty mm-hmm. who's actually going to yep. say my bad the, the, who's if, the, if if it's the same sentence no matter yep. the crime um who's going to actually say my bad and 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 i don't know maybe submit to someone for a chance at a path of redemption dave, dave Chappelle, our favorite comedian said empathy yep. is not transgender it's not gay or straight. It's bisexual. It must work both ways. You know, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm trying to introduce a question. Uh, um, I'm trying to shape a question that you, you're going to help me answer. Maybe the audience, you know, whoever's posting, we can answer this question together too. Is the path to accountability um, uh, generated or assisted by by some level of of empathy or a path to redemption empathy from who there it is that's the question because that's the question yep you i wow very at the end of the day the only empathy that you can that that really matters is the empathy you have towards yourself because if you look at a buddhist principle as in we're all one if the Big Bang is the, the best theory that we have after the, for the creation of the Earth, that means that every single particle, every single piece of matter that was that that was created that day, was one is still in existence. It's still in existence, one, because as the the first law of thermodynamics tells us, energy is never lost; it is simply redistributed. That means that every single piece of matter that was created that day is still in existence today but we all come from the same thing. That means that we're all one. I am God and God is me. That means that you are me. That means that if I have empathy for myself, I will have empathy for the world. This is why it all starts with you. This is philosophy. This is religion. People don't like this, but at the end of the day, this is what it is. You are your worst enemy, but you are your best friend at the same time. If you have empathy for yourself, if you admit to yourself that you are an asshole, that you've done a lot of stupid shit, that you've hurt a lot of people, you can then start 
on your path of being better. It's really that simple. At the end of the day, all I think about is this. The day, I want to make sure that when I die, I can look God in the eyes and tell him that I've done more good than bad. This is really, this is just what my life is about. I want to make sure that when I die, I will have created more good than bad. That simple. And I think that's where we value religion in general. I think religion gets mm-hmm. a bad rap, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But when, you, when, when, but when you get rid of the zealots and when you get rid of uh, people who are willing to, to go to war over um, their, their, own, their own, like you said, personal core beliefs, put all that aside. Mm-hmm. Let me just talk about Orthodox Christianity. Let's talk about sure. how about there's a book, right? And the second chapter or the second book, in the Bible, Exodus basically just has some ground rules, right? Like, don't don't steal, don't kill nobody, don't lie, right? Take a day out of the week and chill, right? Take a day out of the week and chill and don't do anything, you know? Don't covet. There, I, there, what? There's nothing. There's zero wrong with um, establishing these principles to establish a society of decency to make sure we're decent people right uh, um morgan freeman from bonfire of the vanities um he was a judge in, a, in the movie decency is what your grandmother taught you <laughs> go home and be decent people <laughs> you know and and that's why i think religion is very uh, all buddhism orthodox christianity uh, um even a religion is as unforgiving as 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 judaism i have this set of, i have this set of rules judaism's guilt uh, um is islam islam is is vengeance and christianity is redemption <laughs> and, sure. and and buddhism is understanding <laughs> you know yep, that makes knowing sense. oneself the seven chakras yep. the second one the the ability of knowledge right we can get into the seven we can educate people that on if we if we want to on the seven major chakras of the spinal cord and the meditation and shit like that because i had to take that for school acting acting yeah because we have to take uh mo- movement for actors for an entire school year so okay. your my professor was um published on lucid body movement okay. you know that's her master's or whatever or thesis but anyway religion i'm glad that it's there to establish these things where we make sure we're decent people also to Most. make sure some people you know, don't do crazy stuff, right? Some people want to kill someone, but their religion, you know, says they shouldn't. You know, I want to commit suicide, but my religion says I go to hell. So there, there are certain things that help deflect people. You know, that at least on their worst day, at least build a canaan, on their best day, to build an able. So, yep. um, yeah, take take over. You got. I see it. I see. You, like, I see your wheels turning. You, 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 no, but you're talking to a guy that has like. A Bible right there in the back of me, surrounded by two, uh, both a Chinese Buddha and an Indian Buddha. So that pretty much tells you where my head's at when it comes to religion. But yeah, you know, it, it's all about the morals that it that religion can teach you. If you stop looking at the dogma of religion, stop. Take take Christianity. I'm not a Christian. I'm a Christian. I am not a Catholic. I'm a Christian. If I go back to 2000 years ago, I'm agnostic Christian, right? I believe in the purest form of Christianity, where it almost sounded like Buddhism. This is the type of Christian that I am. I am a Christian that have a relationship with God directly that does not need a church to tell me how my religion, how my how that relationship needs to be between God and I. 
I speak to him every day, multiple times a day, and I don't need somebody to tell me that I'm right or wrong in a way that I interact with him. Right. Because I know through my heart that it is true. Yeah. That being said, if you remove the dogma and you start looking at the Bible for the morals that it's trying to teach, mm -hmm. see the Bible as a psychological tale. Right. Take it as, and you know, to me, Jesus Christ existed or not, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't make any, it doesn't take any way anything away from the story itself. If you just want to believe that it's a story that that guy never existed, fine by me. But tell me that he's wrong. Right. Look at the story. You know, Buddhists, Buddha did that, the same thing as Jesus. They both spent an amount of time, 40 days in the wilderness, fighting the devil. They were alone. Do you think that there was a little red guy with a horn that showed up that was poking him with a stick? Of course not. They fought themselves. They realize, like in Buddhism, they realize that they are both good and bad. I'm, I'm, I'm sadistic beyond measure. I have some tendencies inside of me that if I let go, I would be able to commit the most heinous crimes. But so are you. So is everybody yeah. put in a real, how many times, why do you think manslaughter happens? Because people are put in a situation where they never, they do not understand what the fuck's going on and they commit a crime that is drag, driving drunk. That's a really stupid thing to do, but that's heinous because you're saying that I don't give a fuck about nobody else's life except mine. My me going home is more important than everybody else's life that I might meet on the path. That's the type of asshole that you are. No, it makes complete sense. Also, you. Yeah, you, you know, and well, we're, we might be getting into the whole thing of sickness versus evil, right? You know, yeah. like like alcoholism is, is a sickness, but it also, you know, like under the influence, but it, but you're, you're, obe you're, obe you're obeying impulse, your most evil and your first impulses and your first impulses might be might be in that in that regard, the most evil. Yeah. Right. Um, I like religion because I um, some people don't like the sensationalism of, of stories like, oh, was Goliath really 20 feet tall and this and that doesn't but, matter. It, and and I, that was the point you were trying to make. And that was the point doesn't I'd like matter. to echo the sentiment. It doesn't matter. It only matters in a sense to me. It only matters in a sense that if in real life he was seven feet tall, nobody would care and no one would remember the story. Right. Yep. But if he's 20 yep. feet tall and you got this, shot, this this little guy shooting him with a slingshot, that's a story that that survives generations and upon generations upon eight, eight. We'll just call it the ages, the ages, yep. you know. Yep. And for me, I, I'm still a, um, um, a, a man of spiritual faith. Sure. I'm not a man of the church anymore because the church the problem I have with the church, the reason why I love, I, I sang choir for um, six years in Coney Island Gospel Assembly. We were a traveling circus. And and I really enjoyed the prison ministries because the men, like once every two weeks, we go to Rikers Island or we go to Brooklyn House of Detention like five Good in the morning you. and we'd visit prisoners and we'd just talk about, you want to talk about Jesus? Let's talk about Jesus. Want to talk about the Knicks last night? Let's talk about the Knicks no last problem. night. Want to talk about, want to talk about why um, being here is not a good fucking idea? Yeah, we could talk about that too. But um, I was 16, but you're, you're supposed to be 18 to do it, but they allowed me to do it. But it was only the men. Um, and, and I enjoyed that part because I felt like my symbolism turned into activism. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I left the church for this reason. 
And you'll appreciate this. You cannot evangelize and antagonize at the same time. <laughs> you right. cannot even, you, after a while, you, you're in this fire and brimstone, you're in this judgmental thing all the time where you're just yep. judging someone. In fact, there was this pastor and this video went viral. He was just talk, talking about like how Christians are the biggest hypocrites and addressing mm -hmm. homosexuality and this and that. And I think I wanna play a little bit of it um, while we're here. Um, it was amazing. All right. I'm going to. All right. Legalizing same-sex marriage. Right, and I love what he has to say. Take a here quick look. On one hand, you quote, homosexuality is an abomination from Leviticus. But you say that right after you ate some shrimp, some catfish, and some You quote Leviticus while you're wearing a wool blend suit. It's also in Leviticus that you shouldn't wear mixed linens. Mm -hmm. It's in Leviticus that if your wife is on her cycle, that you shouldn't go in the same house with her or even sleep on the same bed with her. That's in Leviticus yep. too. You know, I support that one. <laughs> Here's my point. We pick and choose the scriptures yep. that we want to use to beat folk up with. Mm -hmm. Look at the crowd, too. Some of them are shocked and some of them are like, yes. And like you said, look at yourself. Exactly. Let me tell you something. If God wanted to judge America, he wouldn't need the Supreme Court system. If he wanted to judge America because of sin, he would judge me in 88 at the Freaknik in Atlanta. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. <laughs> but he's 100% right. Yeah. And this, but and at, this the is end, again, at the end of the video, he said, you can't evangelize and antagonize at the same time and that that was a through line and i'm like i, I gotta leave the church yeah sorry go ahead you know it, there, there's if you are if one of your listeners is never read the bible but is interested look at the free series that's online right now called the chosen if you want it's it's made by angel studios the same studio that did sound of freedom it oh, is great movie oh great oh, yeah, great movie but that's oh, serious let me staple that but go ahead i'm gonna stay we no, we gotta talk about that go ahead but that's seri is 10 times better than sound of freedom they, they don't even compare okay sound wow. of Free i don't under i don't understand why sound of freedom is getting the press that it's getting right now considering what it is we, right. we can talk about that afterwards but yep. all to say that if if you are somebody that's spiritual and just wants to understand the bible but you don't feel like reading a King James Bible that's in Old English or the the sheer size of the Bible is intimidating to you, mm -hmm. just listen to The Chosen. I can tell you that it is basically they, they took verses from the Bible and put them into a visual context. I've had that conversation with a pastor where we, we spoke about it on a podcast and he agreed. It is so well made that it directly is taken out of the Bible. Nice. But it will show you all that it's about. And you'll soon to realize that what religion has become is so far from where, what it's supposed to be. It's yeah. so far. It is so far. Those, those morals, like those Ten Commandments, as you were talking about earlier, are just supposed to be a set of morals 
so that you can un- you, you can remember what you should and should not do when you're in doubt. To me, that's all the Bible is about. I have three versions. Name it. I have the version. Yeah. And, and name the commandment. But, I probably broke every one, but go ahead. <laughs> so have I. Yeah. If you look at Jesus Christ, he did not help people from the church. He helped sinners. He helped people that were broken. He helped people that were murderers. He helped people that committed the worst fucking crimes against those Ten Commandments and loved them like they were their brothers. And this is all it's about. If you can look at a series like The Chosen and say, you know what? I want to be more like Jesus. Forget the religious portion aspect of it. Just be more like the type of person that will say what needs to be said when it needs to be said. Because compared to popular belief, Jesus was not that nice of a man. He said what needed to be said when it needed to be said. And he didn't give a fuck yeah. that it hurts your feelings or not. Yeah, He didn't give a fuck about your feelings. And he the market, and market to too, said. right? Fist and whips, man. <laughs> um, he, and, you know, when he and, when he went to the market, he was the dude was kicking he kicking ass. He was that was fist and whips, man. <laughs> when he spoke against the the people that were selling in the the gamblers or the people yep. that were selling in the church, you're either with me or you're against me. Mm-hmm. If you're not with me, fuck you. You're with them. That's basically what he's saying. That was the dichotomy. So, yeah. There's nothing nice about that. No. There's nothing nice about those words. But no. the point in the matter is that if you can look at a text like that and stop debating the fact if it happens or not, yeah. because the, the, to me, it does not matter. It Was he real or not? I don't care about that conversation. But what I care about is, can you read between the lines? Can you read at that book and just say, you know what? Read a verse. Read a verse from John, for example. Start John. Start reading John because it's easy to read. And then just take a, take it for what it is and try to understand how this can translate to today's world. Like you should not, you know, one of the commandments tells you to not be envious. Take it for what it is. Don't be envious. That's pretty fucking simple. Yeah. Is it, is, can somebody say that you should be envious? Can somebody really say through their heart, I want to be envious of other because that's a good thing? No, it's not. Take those commandments for what they are. The commandment doesn't say you should not kill. It says you shall not murder because they do believe in self-defense. But murdering is wrong. Right. So this is That's, that's the important text. That's the importance in the text. Yeah. But this is the importance of everything the Bible tells you. Stop arguing about the story and start reading them and see how they apply to your life. How can those texts make you a better person? Is that where the New Testament came into play? Like in the book of Matthew, Jesus said, um, you know, the commandment do not kill, but verily I say unto thee, if you hate your brother, you have killed him. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. That's absolutely beautiful. So but, he was he was specific in context of the commandments and what he what he thought they meant, and like you said, but it it's does, translations it though. Yeah, but they, you, you translate it into English, which is the problem, right? Yeah, from um, the Greek. Yeah, New Testament from Greek. from the Greek, then from Hebrew, Aramean. That, yeah, well, Aramean would have been the uh, the, yep. the language that Jesus Christ spoke. Uh-huh. It became Hebrew afterwards, but. All to say that it's a translation, but there's it's a massive mistake. But most of those translated texts have somewhat of mistakes that you need to 
correct for but at yeah. the same time if you just read the story agree it's just that we, we don't want to do the work for ourselves this is what it comes down to we argue over title of fucking articles without having read the article itself yeah this well, is our society today well here's how i i decipher the bible okay i got a piece of paper i have a map here this is yep. a map right let's just let's just call this a treasure map right now sure. this map is old this map's been around for a while this map has been i don't know i'm just gonna right it's been written on see that it's been written over so it might be hard to read wait a second this part of the map got ripped out right that, that you know <laughs> jesus christ you know par for the course right it's 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 hard to read i can't so to me i use the bible as a treasure as an old treasure map it might sure. be old some some of the letters are faded and some of it might even be ripped out and some stuff might be added to to attempt to help you or not and i approach the bible as reading my treasure map the best way i know how to get what i think is the treasure and that's how i've always uh, um and that's why i've always kept i'm not you know like i said i'm not a church going christian but that, that's allowed me to keep that virtue and that's cool. and like you said that's also allowed me to to stay grounded because sometimes like you i just want to you know it's it is my first impulse to want to pop so you know give someone a three-piece and a soda as or as masvidal would say <laughs> george masvidal three-piece and a soda i gotta get that t-shirt but um um sound of freedom i was only talking from an acting perspective um bill camp yep. bill camp deserves best supporting actor whatever someone's opinion might be on where the the film is steering or whether people try to make it yep. politically driven but he was the guy if you remember he was the character that was um a former cartel member yeah, yeah. that was yeah, trying yeah, to the find guy his path that, of resentment. the guy and that if, loves drinking yeah but that dude what a great performance i'm, I'm only saying this because my that theater was my wheelhouse that's, your that's my degree yep. you know and i did a bunch of shows for five years i even put volleyball on the shelf for, for theater for like a half a decade uh, for the most part because you you never really leave volleyball but um from an acting perspective that you deserve some best supporting from a, a a sociological perspective there's nothing wrong with just letting everybody know that human trafficking is a real thing letting everybody know that mm -hmm. america is the big the biggest consumer of, of of this of this whatever but it was also letting everybody know that catching people who commit the who's who um are baited into or just commit these crimes or are mentally ill are not the problem right like in prostitution prostitution is illegal like busting the guy who who hires a prostitute is not the solution you, you know what i'm saying maybe uh, well prostitution making it illegal is probably the solution but but um um the point i was trying to make was that it approached a uh a different aspect that i've never seen like in the beginning of the movie i'm spoiling it for somebody people but but f off so he was like, how many pedophiles have you caught? He says, 288. Cool, good number, right? And then the second question was, how many children have you brought back alive? And he was like, zero. He's like, it's a fucked up world, right? And wow, does it really solve the problem? Or is this just an endless war of just busting pedos or do you solve the problem? You know, so spoiling it for everybody basically is about this homeland security agent that became unnaturally obsessed about finding. He rescued a boy and one of the and was obsessed about finding his sister, who was part of being trafficked. And he invented an island, or like a fake island, uh, um, had it financed and and uh, uh, 
basically orchestrated the biggest raid or the biggest bust, you know, in, 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 in the history of, of fiction, <laughs> right? You know, and, and even rescued kids, you know, I rescued like 55 children, which was like a win. But, and that's all I'll say about the phone because there's more to it than that. But, but acting perspective, Bill Camp, give him the nod, you know, uh, um, sorry. It, it just surprises me that Hollywood was so against it. As soon, it doesn't you know, surprise I've made, you. I've made so many videos about this, and it 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 just blows my mind that a subject that everybody should agree on that child trafficking is wrong, because that's what the message is. That's, that's it. Is that simple? Yes. Child trafficking is wrong. That's it. That's all it's about. And yet people are all up in arms about them i didn't find the movie particularly well made i didn't think it was that good no those are all no, things that no, i've been just, aware just the for one guy. fucking i've been aware of yeah. this shit for a long i didn't learn anything i personally i didn't think they pushed it far enough i thought they should have been way harsher in the depiction of what it is because they were way too they were very good at not crossing that line they never crossed the line that was shocking to me throughout that movie it's just the it's the reaction that blows my mind. I cannot believe it's very hard for me to believe that people look at this movie and are mad at it for not being true, for being exaggerated, for being financed by pedophile because they took money from anybody that would give money to them. So one out of three hundred thirty five hundred people that provided the first uh, the first portion of the money to record it was a weird was in a weird situation i all to say that they've done everything just similar to what they did to russell brand it looks like they did everything possible to discredit the movie yep instead of just saying you know what this is serious business they are right yeah that's it i i don't like you don't even need to say that you like the movie you don't even need to say that it was well made yeah. just to say that this is a movie that people should watch but people need, also need to, people also need to get their facts straight too. Like the whatever they took, whoever they took money from, they found out that that guy was like that after the fact, right? Because QAnon really didn't didn't like be introduced no. until 2016. But the movie Have was no, but the movie was finished. Yeah. the movie yeah. was finished before all that yeah. gangster stuff happened, you know. And and I'm not, I don't mean to point fingers, but you got someone who's leading the congressional hearing, Stacey Plaskett, that took yeah. 600 grand from from Epstein and didn't give that money back. So, you know, okay. so, so yeah, <laughs> that's so okay. but that's but that's what that minister was saying, people could be the biggest hypocrites. Yeah. So, but, yeah. when, but like you said, when you get rid of the, the hypocrisy, you get rid of the red tape, you get rid of the uh, the politics of it and just see see things for what they are. I thought it was it was important and like you said, not the most well-made movie. I no. just for me, I just give it to the guy. Bill Camp was I'm just like, "Wow, this this dude's just trying to find a way. This character, this conflicted character is just trying to find a way out." You know, who still thinks he's yeah. going to hell, but but's trying to, you know, he's what I'm saying, buying he's his conscious to... buck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. man, just just an amazing, an amazing. This movie. is taken. This is the type of behavior that's taken right out of the Bible. Yeah, I, you, I, you know, please. What I love about this movie is the underlying message that says that if you believe in something, just fucking do it. Don't care about how it looks to other people because the boss of shit, what was his name? 
shit i can't remember what the name of uh, the the story is based upon but the guy his boss did not want him to leave he did not want him to stay at one point he just started organizing it for himself because he took he a vacation yeah yeah he but the money he had to put it together because they homeland security w wasn't going to give it to him no so he's just like you know what okay i'm not gonna come back right and i'm just gonna deal with it myself and his, but his how about his support there, system though how about the wife's but, like go but this is ex this is the second point i was going to go sorry go ahead. again no but this is brilliant you're reading my mind when it comes to where i'm going with this so you get you have a guy that is that has morals he's a christian that man is a christian he has morals that keep him on the right path the day that somebody makes him realize that he's never helped anybody because that's what the question the second question you asked is exactly that right that guy was all proud of 300 how many pe pedophiles he stopped <laughs> But when the other guy is like, yeah, but how many kids did you bring back? And then he's faced with the realization that his life work was bullshit, that he didn't change shit. He changed maybes. He prevented people. He prevented those people from hurting any other people. But and he's and never... there's more of them now, right? That was. Visit. Yeah. 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 But he's never repaired what those people have done by bringing those kids back. So the next opportunity that he has, he's faced with now a different state of mind of understanding of knowing that if he wants to change the world mm. he needs to change his tactics and he has a support system in his wife that is brilliant because he had his own kids he has like four or five fucking kids he had a volleyball team he, dude <laughs> he don't fucking need yo he kids. had a tribe at home <laughs> yeah yeah but he decided he took it upon himself and I don't know if it's just for the movie that they ask that question, but when he asks his wife, what would happen if it was our daughter that went missing? Would you, wouldn't you expect me to do something about it? Would you want me to wait on my ass? And you know what? Those are questions you should ask for. If you're listening to this right now, those are questions you should have with your wife. Mm -hmm. I've had those questions with my wife, with my girlfriend. When we do have kids, she will expect me to go, to do something about it. It, it, it would not be okay for me to stay home and wait for the police to do something. My girlfriend would not be okay with that. I'm a right. man. Yeah. It's my job to bring that kid back. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. You think I'm going to wait on the police to go get my kid? No, fuck no. I will do anything no. possible. Whatever consequences happens to me afterwards is irrelevant. Yes. I will do what needs to get done because this is my job as a man. Yep. And there's no debate. And this is what... My girlfriend would fucking leave me if I didn't. My girlfriend would be not, like, my wife would be like, what What can I do to help? <laughs> but but that's my point. Yeah, you're right. That she expects a man to take care of business. And if that business means killing or being killed doing it, well, so fucking be it. That's your job. Yeah. That's her expectations. And it is my duty as a man to do so. so cool. And this is what that movie this is why i enjoyed that movie is because you have a guy that has balls that that don't know how they fit in his boxers but he has a Man, he has a he pair of balls on this boy. guy <laughs> i was like the cone is but, on this dude dude but it is just a regular guy that decides to do something to better this world can you imagine if we started taking that very simple principle to try to leave this place in a better state 
with that it was when we first joined it. Yeah. Can you imagine that we decided to live our lives in our in a way where I will do more good than bad? That's it. Life is yeah. that simple. Do you know my it, friend? My friends used to call me Captain America because nice. of the same principles. Like yep. um, you run towards the problem, you know what I'm yep. saying? Or, or when when you think you when you feel you're right and everyone tells you to move, you say you tell them no, you move. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. But the line that I liked was if you remember Avengers, uh, hold that thought. The movie Avengers when Thor, you know, kidnapped Loki and Captain America couldn't fly, so he had like a parachute and and everyone in the plane is like, uh, you might want to sit this one out. And he says, I don't see how I could. Yep. You know what I'm saying? She's like, well, these people are practically gods. And he says, there's only one God, ma'am. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> that yep. is, that is, that, that's, that guy was my hero growing up. You know, I'm, I'm, yep. I grew up mostly reading X-Men because when you're mixed yep. half black, half white, you feel like, you feel like a mutant. You feel like you're feared and hated by people that you don't understand. But, but I love me some Captain America and yeah, hey, we're both from Brooklyn. We both served in the military, so. <laughs> and and you know what he's not the most powerful guy no but he is but he is the one with the most faith he is the only one that left never loses faith and he lifted the hammer the Avenger. he lifted the yep. hammer he was worthy yep. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but you... no but that that's what it comes down to yeah. and if there is one thing that's leading my life every day is faith mm -hmm. i'm a positive person and i believe in people yeah. I believe in myself, I believe in people, and I believe in God. God bless. How, how, can, how can I ever find any other type of purpose than to helping others if I did not know for a fact that I was put here for a reason? Right. My and this is why life is so simple. When you start removing all the fluff, all the bullshit, all the pretense, and just say, what can I do? What type of person am I? What what can I do? What are the simple actions that I can take on a daily basis where I can leave this place better? You know, I'm the type of guy that picks up garbage on the ground. Me too. Like I'll be walking somewhere, I see a piece of garbage, I take it and I put it to the garbage. That's it. Yeah. Well, can you imagine if everybody did that? It, it, it's so yeah. stupid. It's so simple. But yeah. yet, but I, that's a very strong faith. But this, can you imagine if people did that? Oh, dude. if people saw somebody walking down the street, ask problems, carrying something and just say, hey, man, do you mind if I do this? Hey, sir, do, do you need help? Yeah. Like I just moved to a new RV park and I saw my neighbors. They were trying to put a fridge into the back of a of their uh, of their truck. I went out and I'm like, hey, man, you need help. I don't know. I don't know them. I just yeah. they, they seem like they were struggling. I'm a big guy and fuck those muscle needs to serve a purpose. So I picked up the fridge with him and we put it in the truck. I but I I believe most people are good. OK, I, there's a virtue and there's the action. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think, you know what happens? Someone sees you pick up garbage, carry with you to the garbage can. You know what's going to happen? I hope maybe so. five people watch that. Maybe yeah. maybe two people are like. It, you know what I'm saying? What the, an the, asshole. No, but the yeah, well, the, that's 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 definitely two people. <laughs> yeah. And then there's two, then there's two that are like it, it creates this trend that they start picking it up. The third person they, they yep. see you and they don't care, right? But like yep. if, if you can get one out of every five, that's a win. Two out of every five, that that will be ecstasy. One out of every hundred is but, a win, bro. But four of those five people are inherently good. They're they're by by virtue. They're, I just I I have to believe 
if, despite the war you. yeah because if you look at the war and you look at the, the the recreation of conflict between individuals put in front of the setting as if it's happening now which is the definition of drama is, is caused and directed and produced and narrated by a select few to make yeah, it look to make it look like the acts of of the majority yep. of us but mm -hmm. i i i believe and it's crazy that i'm saying this because i'm the biggest hater you ever met i i'm a hater from new york but i i believe most people are good and i, I and yep. and i think from a basic basic perspective commandments general principle be decent but you're talking about some, a force behind you that makes you invincible I, I, um i'm reading isaiah the book of isaiah 54 17 no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the lord and their righteousness is from me thus saith the lord amen <laughs> amen amen quick, quick question amen. as we're running out a little uh i'm actually running out of space on this video uh, i have a video clip that records two hours and 26 minutes so no i gotta worries, make man. a decision to get another one because i got two just for guys like us yeah. but i wanted to ask a, um, a question why would anyone consider you a misogynist i remember because you mentioned that before. because i believe in gender roles oh okay because wow. I believe that women do stuff that I can't do and vice versa. Right. Like, like if you, you know, I've written virtues of a man that they need to possess. And it doesn't, it's not, it's, it's not, not that it cannot be. It's not anti-woman, like, it's pro-man. Exactly. This is the understanding that people have today is if, if I'm pro-man, that means on the other side, I'm against women. Yet, I believe that men and women belong together and men and women complement each other. Men are, and women are supposed to be polarizing each other. They're good at a man cannot give birth to a kid. Only a woman can do. There's there's two there's two there's two things on this planet that can create life, God and women. That's yeah. it. That's it. Enter, there's no man alive that can yeah. There's no man alive that can create life. Only women and God. That's it. That is all. Right. That and if you look at what this means, you, you look at the psychological aspect of giving birth, though women need to be more empathic. Women needs to be, to me, more compassionate. They need to be more in touch with their feelings. They need to care more. Do, if you're going to have a kid destroy your body as it goes out, make you sick for nine months, but have that connection with it, you need to be have a, 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 a person that can love them. Can you imagine as a man having a kid? Being with my temperament, having this thing in my stomach for nine months, I'd want to fucking rip it out by the time it comes up. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how we're, I, I'm not meant to be empathic, to be compassionate. Women are. It, it, it explains why 85% of, uh, of nurses are women, because they care. Yeah. Women care. At the end of the day, men like things, women love people. Yeah, who, and, who runs the world? Beyonce, uh, right? Who runs women, the world? Girls. Women, 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 yes. women. No questions about it. Yep. Men make the money, women spend it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And no. at, at, you know, and this is normal. A man is supposed to provide. A man is supposed to protect. A man is supposed to be courageous, supposed to be tempered, supposed to have faith. He's supposed to be the rock his woman needs. If you want your woman to be feminine, that means she lives in her emotional state. That means she's in touch with her feelings day in, day out. That means you need to be a rock for her so that she can live that feminine side of her. Of course. 
and me saying this is misogynistic. Like this is what I'm saying. I don't because think, well to me, all no, right, but it's mis- not. I, it's, it, am I, it's it's one hundred percent sexist. But, well, it's hundred percent. I was going to say yes because I was going to say but, even in in the flimsiest of definitions, I wouldn't consider yeah. that misogynistic. Look, Malcolm X is pro uh, uh, or someone's pro black. Black Panthers yeah. are pro black. It doesn't make them anti white. Right, uh, um, exactly. you're picking up the garbage just because someone, yep. th- th- the person next to you doesn't pick up the garbage doesn't mean they're the litterer, right? Uh, when no. when you have something that you have an emphasis that directly favors something of uh, uh, that you have an emphasis on, you're a man. So of course you're yep. going to talk about so if so, your wheelhouse, right? You're a man. You're not a woman. You're not talking about women. You're talking about men, and and yep. and, and women's relationship into into your experiences and your reflections and your psychology as a man. So that's why I support it. Um, and it's if it's crazy because you people think you can't be a misogynist and be a feminist at the same time because by the definition I wouldn't consider that misogyny. In fact, you're more you're more of sexist. a feminist, dude. You but well, yeah, I'm sexist too. I'm sexist too. I fucking hold the door for girls. I I I yeah, um, I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying I'm polite. I hold the chair when she sits down. I I um you know yeah. I do something stupid. I walk on the inside part of the street. She walks on the sidewalk. You know what I'm saying there there is this level of protection that my stepfather, you know, old German iron worker that taught me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But that was also came from other things. We, I say grace, I say sir, ma'am. That's how I grew up. That's a different virtue, different generation. But, um, shouldn't be apologetic about it. You know, Never look at the def- look at the definition of feminism. The definition of feminism is someone who advocates for equal rights for women. All right, you are just as much a feminist as you are a sexist. How about that? How's that? How's that for irony? <laughs> They'll never get it. No, that's why I stop explaining it because people don't get it. But people never stop under- explaining it. You know why? Because there's going to be someone, uh, there's going to be an inciting incident where someone's going to need someone like you to say it. There's going to there's, there's uh, going to have some me, so, 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 people are going to have coming to Jesus moments and they're going to be needing someone to be like someone freaking help me understand this and they might listen to your podcast. Never stop. But doing let that. me uh, I'll I'll stop with this. All I'm Please. saying is that I will I will rephrase it by saying I will never stop explaining it to people. Right. But I will stop explaining myself to ah. the people that are not ready to hear. Got it. See? See how This I'm... this is what this is what I mean. I will always talk about this because it matters to me. Mm-hmm. It matters to others, but I know who I need to explain it to, to explain myself. Thanks for clarifying. Because those, yeah. those do not belong to me. Like, don't believe that anything that I said today belongs to me. Those things were invented way prior to me, and they will be real by by the time I die. They'll still be way. They'll still be true, and long time after I'm dead, what I'm what we talked about today will still be true. None of it belongs to me. Amazing. None of it belongs to anybody. We're just, I'm putting into a context that hopefully resonates with people today. That's it. And you know what? That's a great way to, to close this. Be- between you and me, <laughs> we can go four hours, man. This is We should do it we, again, man. We, we have to 100% do it again. But before you go, I have something called a lightning round. 60-second lightning round. If you're go ready for, for this. Let's, all right, ready. And hold on, let's get the clock. All right, we got the clock. And go uh favorite comedian uh david chappelle yeah last good book you read uh the book i'm reading right now well no the last one blueprint for revolution nice marvel or dc oh marvel by far lord of the rings or harry potter 
Oh, Lord of the Ring. Come on. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm a come man. On. I'm come a man. <laughs> Bourbon, come vodka, tequila. Uh, I like vodka straight up. Me too. Uh, favorite sport outside of um, MMA? Basketball. Favorite action film star growing up? Ah, Jean-Claude Van Damme, motherfucker. Jean-Claude. <laughs> I, was, I was honored. Uh, um, yeah, favorite, same thing. Favorite conspiracy rabbit hole? Like the first one that came to your mind? Oh, Jesus. Uh, there's too many. I, I would say CIA. Nice. With the CIA, the test that they did on people. Yeah. Mine is the JFK assassination. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I became yeah. I became intrigued by it because I'm ex-military and yeah. I'm an expert. Uh, um, and the, with the M16, I'm an expert with the Beretta and I'm an expert, you know, throwing hand grenades, you know. Have oh. you ever done the fly, the, the reef, the flying bullet that changes direction? Have you mastered that whoosh. skill yet? Whoosh. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, this. like whoosh. in Wanted. <laughs> wanted. Yeah. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but. I've never mastered that one either. No, but I look at the shot and I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to say just because I can't make that shot doesn't mean he can. But when you consider his 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 qualifying for his marksmanship or whatever, and you consider the, the weapon he had, and you consider the weapon I had, that's a difficult shot for me, and I'm an expert. You know, yeah. I know, I know you had someone that trains military people on that, and, you, and I'll bet you he agrees with me. The guy that you had in your yep. recent podcast will, will tell you that Oswald, if he was going to kill the Kennedy, Kennedy, the first shot would have been the most accurate one. You know, ask any expert, ask, go back and ask your guys, would it, would it, if he did, it would have been the first shot or would have been the third one. So yep. listen, before we go, um, anyone want to know a little bit more about you, what you're about? Is there a particular Insta, uh, website? Yeah, you can go on my website at nicolagan.com. You can check, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook nice. at real Nicolagan and Nicolagan on uh, YouTube. Nico. It's been an absolute yeah, pleasure. Yeah, absolute thanks for having pleasure. me, brother. We'll have to do it again. Yep. So for all of you at home, Nico might love you, but I can't stand you. In fact, I'm out of here, all right? So for all of you at home, for all of you on your desktop, for all of you on your iPhones, for all of you on your iPads, who runs the world? Old school, baby. For my man, Nico Lagan. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 187 of the Option Podcast. Stay with me. I'm going to hit my music, and we are out of here. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.